Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. Hi, is this working? We are, uh, as I mentioned, this is, so this is going to be the first uh, podcast that we do, but we're going to do it live. We haven't even finished setting this stuff up, so <laughs> I'm literally going to be building the podcast as we podcast, so hope you're okay with that. Uh, pretty soon here, I'm probably going to bring in, uh, let's see, uh, let's bring this down over put that in the corner more uh yeah we're uh i'm working on putting all this together like now so let me uh get the other guys in here they haven't even called in yet we're we're gonna we're just gonna do it all right now and you guys get to watch all the fun the behind the scenes of how to set up a podcast this will be the only time this probably happens because we'll lock it in next time. I literally like made these overlays today. So I have lost working on some like he said he's going to help me work on some. I have a four person overlay as well and I'm probably going to put the bucket like in the middle. Kind of like uh, let me show you. Can do something like this. Eventually that's kind of it'll yeah if we have four people but otherwise the stuff's gonna be in the top corner uh but yeah we're we're kind of just gonna do this as we go i have done a podcast before i just haven't had as much time to set this stuff up so we're open during construction exactly so that's what we're gonna do um i have did i get Mashif? did you ever get your invite you need to check your email bro you need to accept my invite so i can uh bring you into the call no invite. You never got the email? Let me double check the... Uh, hold on. Let's take a look. Zoom.us. Yeah. Did You have to create an account. Did you like create your account and verify your account and install the app and everything? Or you like set up, set up? Anyway. So yeah, this is what it's going to be for the first part, guys. So if you want to learn how to create a podcast, that's what we're doing right now. Uh, there's going to be some growing pains. We're going to do this together. Uh, zoom.us forward slash download. Here, Mashif, I'll send this to you on Discord. I don't need your meeting ID. I want to add you as a contact to the download group. It, it's a lot easier that way. So I'm sending a request to your email, basically, to uh, be added to our team or be added as a contact to our team there we go i see it now awesome so that is what i needed so i'm going to be calling you both right now actually and then we're going to set up the overlay business and then we're going to set up another overlay and then <laughs> do some testing and then we might bring a fourth person in because i do have an overlay for four people as well that we need to get set up at some point. I'm doing a, a separate scene collection entirely for this. So it'll be nice because I can switch between this and uh, my normal streaming scene collection. Overlay all the things. Yeah, I'm excited. And, and then I'm going to have to set up your green screen as well. We got, we got learnings happening. So prepare for a call. I'm going to call you guys right now. Oh. Hey. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I think I've never used this before. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, so I can't do the capture until James gets in here. So we need to wait for James to, if I, because it changes the configuration when someone joins. But once all three people are here, then I can set it. Okay, one second. So yeah, I'm probably going to change the way this is done so that you guys can see me on Zoom as well. Uh, but that'll require more work. So for now, uh, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to see me. Yeah, I need to slide it over a bit. All I can hear is Mashif grunts. We're getting it set up. I told you, this first one is the... Uh, we'll look back on this and laugh, guys. This is the first. I'm laughing now. We're all laughing at Mashif. They can't see any of that yet, but I can't I can't do that until he gets in here. I can set up these other... Let's see. I'll set up host. I'll set up... Add a scene here. Uh, guest one... So how you doing? Good. James just like disappeared. He's not replying anymore. I may or may not have been drinking since three o'clock. Uh, I started when I got home. You know what? I can also set up a. Uh, I should set up a full screen of just me, like on my normal one. So like, if I start, I can just pop in myself when I need to. You know what I could do. On this three-person view, I could do a chat in the top left corner. I'll set that up later because I want to get my same chat configuration that I have for my other scene collection. But yeah, that'd be cool. So with the low latency, it would. I think that would probably be cool. I'm pretty sure James died. Well, he was in chat. He was here and he was like ready. And then I... Did I say his last name or something? You doxed him and then he bolted. Did I say his last name for real? Yeah. Oh, my bad. You, I can hear myself on your stream. It's gross. Yeah, mute that shit. Oh, we might have a third person until James comes back. I have no idea where James went. He's supposed to be my co-host and he's... Bailed. I wonder if I can just fake a third window. Well, do you know where it's going to go? No, that's the problem, is it changes uh, the whole layout. Mm, it's straight up going to say my name in the bottom left corner, huh? No, I'll cut that off. Okay. No, I always cut that off. I won't even show that. I Hold always, on, I'll fix it. I always crop it slightly. I mean, yeah, I think you might be able to change your display name anyway. I think I just changed it. Maybe. Oh, there you go, Mashif.tv. Yeah. Perfect. But I usually cut that off and put a label on for you. Um... So did you did you make a graphic for uh, Mashif's beef? I had uh, no, no. The answer is no. Boo! <laughs> I was ready for it. I was gonna put it up here when it was your time for your segment. I could work on it right now. Shit, we're not doing anything. So Seems like I got plenty of time. Yeah, we're waiting for James, Daddy. Uh, I might switch to my other scene collection and grab some information here. <laughs> I wonder what ha can you change scene collections while you're live? Yeah, you can. I do it all the time. Okay, we're gonna switch scene collections. So, one second. Hey, there he is, James. Hello, can you hear me? I cannot hear you. Make sure you choose the right mic inputs and shit in the bottom corner. Is this working? Hey, there you yeah, go. It's working. I hear you. All right, nice. Where did you go? You disappeared. 
My grandmother showed up. Likely story. Yeah, I'm so sure. Uh, someone too and you can't away. ignore grandma. Oh, my grandma. It's just game game. Bring bring her on the stream. Oh, she she already left. Yeah, prove oh, it. So sure. We want proof. Because yeah, she yeah. she gestured to my that. two monitors and said, "Oh, so how's the YouTube thing going?" And I was like, "Well, I'm supposed to be helping my friend with the podcast right now." Right now, literally right now. Yeah, like literally right now. She's like, "Oh, okay. I'm sorry." <laughs> uh, it's okay. I'm just getting uh, some information here together that I'm I'm gonna put chat in the top. Since we were waiting for you, I'm gonna put chat in the top left corner. Thought that'd be fun for the three-person view. We might as well throw chat in there, right? All right, here we go. That's weird switching between those. Uh, so yeah, let's turn off the bucket and the episode one label, and we're going to add a browser source called Chat, and we're going to use this link here. Neighbors got the grill going. And we're going to me. use these settings. No, I, I who that? I hear people. Who has kills? Who's getting kills? Oh, yeah. I'm actually back in California for the summer. And my brother is right next to me playing Fortnite. Well, tell your brother to shut uh, the hell up. No, I, was kidding. I did. <laughs> Not those words specifically. Uh, those ones? Exactly. He needs to. It's my house. I do whatever. <laughs> you don't pay rent. <laughs> yeah, but I go to college. I'm not even I go to school half too. the year. I do what I want. See, my you school is free. Your school is making mom and dad poor. <laughs> if I'm gonna do uh, this, one brother's in community college. I could probably actually use the four panel one. No, no, I think they're both sophomores. Freshmen. Oh, they're freshmen. Chat inside. See, there's actually two of them in here, but one of them's only talking. The other one's being a, a good student. You know, he's doing his homework. The other one, I've never seen him do his homework. Yeah. Sounds he's majoring good. in Fortnite studies. Yep. <laughs> how, to, how to copy PUBG in the worst way possible. <laughs> it is pretty funny. They're twins, and they're pretty much like two sides of the same coin. All right. I'm going to have someone say something in chat here in just a second. I want to test this. Something. something. No, no, no. In uh, text, the text chat. Something. Oh, I just removed it. Try it again. Hey, last game I had so much ammo and materials, but I wasn't sharing. Man, that's so awesome. So many ammos and materials. He sounds like a less intelligent version of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you aren't quite wrong. Huh? Oh, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> you know what I'm tell, tell him what we're talking about. Yeah, why don't you tell him? I'm very busy figure out where they're dropping all right so maybe we'll do this oh let me move it over a little i don't like how it's getting cut off on the edge there that's kind of cool i completely forgot how to use the mask layers what do you guys think about that oh the chat in the fourth panel yeah for now might it might be fun yeah, looks All right, good. so let me. What I need to do here is I need to make this full screen. And uh, oh yeah, James Mashif, can you tell James how he changed uh, his name? How you changed your name? Oh, uh, the top top dots on on your window. 
top. I mean, guard, guard top the right of your window, and then hit oh, rename. Oh, okay, got it. Rename. And then name it to the good brother. <laughs> the best brother. Well, just in case, because when I first crop you, I just don't want your name to accidentally show up there. Even though I already doxed you tonight. Yeah. It happens. Don't Sorry, no one, no one was here yet. All right, did you change it? Yeah. I think it takes a sec to update. It took a sec for Mashifs to update. Got, there you go, James. We're good. All right, so I'm going to bring you guys in here one at a time. I want Mashif to be above me, so I'll do him first. Oh, go back into studio mode. I'm going to go right, to guest, guest one. Um, now I'm going to add Tell me you just did it. a window capture. So very possible. Guest video. Oh, guest one video. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to keep this shit organized. All right. And I got to set up the uh, filter to crop for Mashif. So do you go in and barn. He's lagging. Barn. Right next to Toasty. I'm going to beat up your He's brother. Walk past you. He's ruining our podcast. Right barn. Yeah. Yeah. Big I'm a big fan of Steve West Coast right now. <laughs> Bobby Stevenson, left coast. Uh, bottom. So if this is... I think yeah, this if, if this let me do a noise gate, it would have been fine. But I think there's a ton of options in Zoom. There might actually be a noise gate. Yeah, if you go into the advanced audio options. options. You can mute it. You can do push to talk. I mean, I'd prefer not to do push to talk only because, like, if I want this to kind of be like stream of consciousness. I don't want us to be like, I want it to be a natural conversation. Hopefully, that's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah, and then I'd probably forget to hit the button. Exactly. It ruins conversation sometimes with push to talk. Hey, Mashif, can you talk for a second? Sure. Hey, how's it going? What up? All right, I think what I need pose? to bring six fifteen. There we go. I got that. Oh, you know what? I should let the people see what I'm doing. I'm gonna come over here. I'm going to copy my name label because it has the size and settings that I want. Oh, I like that font. That's the one. I yeah, that's my uh, dancing script. That's the one I use for all my stuff. So now we're going to bring in Mashif here. Uh, we're going to add a scene to our scene. And it's going to be guest... Oh, that's not right. I added guest two on accident. Scene. My guest one scene. Oh, i I got to turn off studio mode. Stupid. Let's see. Add scene. Guest one. And there's Mashif. So we're going to bring him down. Massive. Right, I'm the center of attention here. We're going to get him to a decent size so that he's not too much bigger or smaller than me. Maybe make him a little bigger here. I'll get shot at. Don't mind me, I'm just taking selfies. His camera appears to be a little further than mine, so... I have one bullet. Uh, they're, they're far south, uh, southwest. Uh, Center this a touch. 
and then we're going to pull it below the overlay so that it pops in underneath the transparency works properly and he's got chroma though he doesn't look dumb I want to put it in studio mode so that I can alter as dumb guest one while I'm looking at the main one Oh yeah. so that I can kind of get his name label where I want it good enough well, these are temporary overlays. I'm actually have lost working on better ones right now. So there you go. We got two people up in this show. And now we will get James up in here. Me? Bella, why did, did you text that picture to yourself? And then, so once I, once I get this all set up, I'm actually going to save this scene collection as uh, the three-person one. And then uh, we'll do a four-person one as well. Oh, we have to do the... Uh... Let take a picture of my phone. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> All right. It's a hot piece of hay. Personal use. <laughs> All right, got it. So speaking of things to talk about, Hearthstone just announced the, the Easter event today. It's Nerds! Really it's awful. I went into I went to play the tavern brawl to get my pack. Took thirty minutes, and it, that was one game. I would fear if I didn't win that game. I was not gonna sit through another half hour of that. It, it was awful because the game mode is start of your turn. You summon an egg. It's a zero two with stealth, but it hatches into a random minion. But the the gimmick is you get these spell cards that's paint, and you're supposed to dye the eggs. But it ends up being, okay, I played this, I got a minion that can't attack, and now I lose. But they also got a minion that can't attack, so now we're going to lose, but in 30 minutes. And it just, it was so slow. It was awful. I then took the next 10 minutes just joining matches and conceding to spare other people from that horror. (laughs) Sounds like you broke the terms of service, just saying. They could have done a much better job on that tavern brawl. It, it was awful. And then they gave you two two golden cards as like a reward for logging in, but they're they were commons, so they're only like a hundred and fifty dust, which is nothing. Oh, they're not even good cards. Don't understand. They could have. Well, there's all gonna other be a new meta, and you're gonna be super pissed that you just got rid of those cards. I have those cards, just not gold versions. There's a gold medal meta. Ah, that that's it. Yeah, you didn't know that. Almost forgot. Hey, Those darn pay to win golden cards. They all get plus one plus one. I love one plus one. I hate some dude with the on the rock down first. Okay, keep talking. Uh then got this game's release list coming up later. Some interesting games to look at. Something Jimmy is looking forward to, Wizard of Legend. Definitely. Big fan of roguelikes. I have no idea what that one's about other than you're a wizard. Lots of combat action. Stuff like that. Uh, Mashif, how is work? I see. Utter garbage. Uh, Sounds like work. I went to work and I lost money, so that's fun. Oh, yeah, that that sounds a lot of fun. Commission sales can be a real pain in the ass. Hmm. That's okay. 
Yeah, because it beats being in the heat. Out. Ah, true. Like my house. There's no air conditioning. There's a fan. Oh, you must be in the good part of California that doesn't need air conditioning. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I wish I had air conditioning on. As mom, she'll say yes to you. No, she Are you in... Okay, you can dox yourself as much as you want. I'm pretty sure I could just Google your name and find you, but... <laughs> Oh, come on. There's got to be so many James last names. I mean, James last names. (laughs) If you if you look up my full name, my father shares that exact same name. Yeah, he's good. He's yeah. His name is Jaime. Yeah, his name is Jaime. Okay, so now so now we know you and your dad's names. You do. And your last name. So we're getting there. Mm -hmm. Outside, it's it's supposed to be 77 degrees. Mm-hmm. It, it it feels warmer than that in here. Probably is. You need to open a window, bro. Yeah, that Probably like eighty-five with all these things on. Yeah. yeah just brother, tell your brother to stop playing the worst game ever made, and then you'll be good. Yeah, that PlayStation alone raises the the temperature in this room by ten degrees. Yeah, it's clearly not a PS Pro. The ratio is raised by ten degrees. Wait, is that a PS Pro? Yes. No, it is. Not, not a pro. Oh, not a pro. Not a pro. It's just full yeah. dust. Could have told you. Full of dust. Which oh, one is James twenty eight? He's bottom left, right there. See the label? See the giant James twenty eight label? Oh shit! I I copied that wrong. How'd you copy it wrong? Oh, he used the Amazon from Yeah, there's also there were two two Jameses. But also James twenty eight. I'm James twenty nine. I'm one degree more James than he is. Then you change it in one scene, it changes all of them, and you're like, what the fuck? What is this? What is that? I've done that. I've been there. That looks... I'm pretty happy with that. What do you guys think? Chat, anyone out there, what do you think? We're looking pretty good so far? I might adjust the, the transparency on the background, make it a little bit darker. Uh, let me do that. Like, who's Beaky? BK. I think just so we can contrast a little more, but I want, but I'm wearing a black shirt, so I don't, I can't go too dark. You look super dark. You look like you're in a dungeon somewhere. Who, me? Yeah. Well, no, it's just I'm wearing a black shirt. No, we our, our backgrounds are the same color, but mine looks darker just because the. Go gym. put on a dresser, okay? We're taking this shit seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking it seriously enough. Uh, BK579, how's it going? So, yeah, we're setting up our podcast stuff. This is the fuck it, we'll do it live episode because we're literally setting this up for the first time right now. Um, But hey, this is progress. We officially now have uh, a three, this is our three-person view. We're going to have a four-person view too, but that's going to be a separate scene collection because I'm going to have to recrop the bottom two people for that one. So all the settings are going to be slightly different when I have four guests or when it's four people versus... I'm basically going to have three scene collections. I'm going to have a scene collection for when it's just me and James. I'm going to have a scene collection for when it's three people and a scene collection for when it's four people. So that's going to be fun. But once it's all set up, then we're good to go. And I'm not going to set them all up tonight. I'm just doing the initial. So I'm going to get some background music going here. Did you did were you able to figure out any uh, sound gate or push or any settings on the on the how? Not native through Zoom. Oh, okay. That's just fine. To, it's it's not that box. big of a deal. I, just, I was just curious. Because I know Zoom does have a bunch of options. 
Just go get... box Steve West Coast for cooking the ears and stop talking. Yeah, tell Steve West Coast to go in the other room. You got important uh, business going on. Right. Tell him he should be watching right now, actually. Yeah, what the hell? He should yeah, turn that shit off. He could be watching you. Oh, Docs. We know so many names now. Yeah. It's fine. It, it's better than his it's username. Big. What's his username? That's got to be embarrassing. It goes really like King Double G Death. Fuck, that is edgy. Edgy, right? That's pretty edgy. That was taken. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible, and he should feel bad for using uh, it. King Double Goose. King, King Goose Goose. Backside Champion. <laughs> Twenty-seven. I hope he's not like 12 years old and we're just bullying the shit out of some little kid right now. No, no I deserve it. How old are you? 15. Okay, they're 15. <laughs> uh, now he deserves it then. Yeah. I didn't get a birthday party. Oh my god. Jimmy, I have the greatest logo for my segment. Yeah? Oh yeah. No, not you. What's, hey, what's the, it's called Dancing Script? Uh, dancing script. It's a Google font, but I think it's uh, it's built into OBS by default. Wingdings. Oh, yeah, it's that, a it's one of the dancing script is one of the open source Google fonts, so a lot of applications come with it installed. Besides English, Wingdings is the only language I speak. Just so you know. I mean, Wingdings and Portuguese are almost the same language, so. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Portuguese. Portuguese. All right, there we go. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of little tweaking going on for anyone out there watching. Uh, this is uh, us putting this together for the first time. So now what I'm going to do, you know, I wonder when I do the other view, I'm going to set up the other view now. I wonder if, because uh, there's a fourth window in that one too, but I, it's probably going to be too small for chat. All right, we'll, we'll just bring it up and we'll see how it goes. By the way, the pop-up should be working. I'm actually going to test a... I'm going to do a pork bun or something. I have the pop-up layer on here, but I haven't tested it yet to make sure. You look like you could use a pork bun! Yes, pop-ups are working. Cool. So we're good there. I might actually... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a quick little uh, flipperoo here on my camera. Oh no, I can't. I gotta do it on the other layer. <laughs> it put my label backwards. Let's see. I tend to sit like this. So maybe that might be alright. I don't know. You need to drink the mini shield. Are you stupid? Yeah, stupid mini shield time. God, man. Get that fucking mini shield, dude. What are you doing? Uh, maybe it's the crop that's. Something's. Uh, something is throwing me off about this. Oh, it's on this layer. Okay, this is what I needed to do. I need to shift this. I have, like eight, I have eight shots. Alright, we'll try that. That's good enough. So, now we need to set up our um real quick uh dancing bold or normal what do you mean what for the font do you use the regular or the bold uh bold dancing script bold 
I mean, I have them both downloaded, but generally when I make labels, just so it's a little more legible, I make it bold. Frango, hello. Yai. Me feel you. What do you think so far, Frango? How's it coming along? We're actually building it right now. This is the fuck it, we'll do it live episode. You know what I could do? Here, let's do this. Since we didn't use it in the top corner, I really feel like this needs to be here. What do you guys think about that? It's good. You should do the glowy one, though, or make it glow. Or, or, or. Yeah, make it glow. You, you, that way you can really draw the attention to the center of the screen. Yeah, anything to draw attention away from me. Uh, yeah. No, right. we're going to... We're gonna make it you the buckets your head. Oh, we we don't wanna there you go. Does the podcast have a name yet? We're still brainstorming ideas. As of right now, it's probably just gonna be the bucket podcast or bucket cast. I mean unless unless something is just like so perfectly magical and it just clicks, I'll know. I think when the name happens, I'm just it's gonna be like, Oh, that's it. I think it's gonna be one of those moments where uh <laughs> You don't have a green screen? You don't have to. I mean, James doesn't have one. Yeah, it's just coincidence that the background... It's just dark. He's got, a, he's got a dark background. Yeah. This is like a navy blue. <laughs> and then the curtains are black. And then you can ignore the, the lamp. I agree that it should be the glowing bucket, but I'll, I'll have to find that one. I'm not sure. It's in one of my folders here. But, uh, but I think this is a good start, though. We're making progress. I like this so far. Ah! There you go. Where are I could also, you know what I could do since this is a different scene collection? I don't, I don't know which way I'm pointing. I could make uh I could make the giffies pop up in the in the little top left corner chat box so they don't come over the I could like customize the shit out of this. I'll do that later. I don't want to spend too much time on it. So now we're going to switch to, um, to save a little bit of time, I'm going to duplicate this scene because it's already got all of the guest people and all that stuff set up, but then I'm going to change the overlay and resize so that we can use it for a uh, media view. We have a media view because we're a lot of this podcast is going to be us watching videos, uh, memes, GIFs, uh, Games, reviews, like it, it, we're going to be doing a lot of media stuff. So I, I set up an overlay specifically for that. So I'm going to duplicate this scene, and I'm going to call this Media View. And if anyone's interested in uh, this scene collection, you know, I'm, I'm all about teaching and sharing. So if anyone, you know, wants any of this shit, you're welcome to it. The only thing you don't get is my uh, is my Giphy pop up because that, that's proprietary. That's the only thing I want though. <laughs> for the right price. Maybe for you, Mashif. I might make an exception for you. I wouldn't do it. I'll just abuse it. So on the NSFW, like it'll be bad. So now we got this view and this view. So the first thing we're gonna do is we're going to get rid of this overlay. And we're gonna add the <laughs> spit on your head. So there's no overlay now, but we're gonna add the new one. It's gonna be called Overlay. Jimmy, look at Discord. 
What's in Discord? My logo. Uh, no. that <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> Did you have a green sweatshirt on? Or is that no, an actual meat sweatshirt? There's a meat sweatshirt somewhere out there. I don't know where. Did but... you Photoshop yourself into that? Yeah. Oh, that is perfect. You guys are you guys are in for a treat as soon as I finish this overlay. That's why I was taking that selfie real quick. That's perfect. All right, cool. So here we go. This is the overlay. Oh, that is that is golden. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pull myself to the top so I can kind of move shit around. Uh, resize here. I hate how it snaps, dude. Is there a way to com I, just completely turn off snapping? I don't know. She does the main really like snapping. What? Well, it's nice except when you're trying to do precise shit like this. Like it keeps wanting to snap to the edge because there's only like ten pixels between the edge and what I'm where I'm trying to go. So as I, I think you can like hold shift or something and it won't snap. Oh no, that fucks up the ratio. Now I gotta reset the transformation. All right, let's try again. Oh yeah, they got knocked. Maybe it's control. I know there's a way to keep it from snapping. Yeah, oh, okay, it's control. If anyone's wondering, if you want shit to not snap to the edges or the centers of shit, hold control. See, perfect. Now I can fine-tune this. All right, so I'm good. Now we'll... Oh, wait, I wanted to be below Mashif, I think. Like, no, it's okay. You could be above, too. Well, I want it to be consistent with all chat. So I think. Oh yeah. So either I need to switch us here or I need to switch us there. Where should I be? Should the host be top right? I don't know, man. It's your podcast. <laughs> maybe I'll I, maybe I'll switch it here so it's consistent. I guess you and James should be up top, and then Chat and me yeah. should be at the bottom. Always. That makes sense. So we'll do that. A link. A link. I should click. That's the you guys were learning. <laughs> I just watched that clip. So then we'll move James up here. Alright, well, while you're dicking around with this, I, I did what I needed to do. It's time for some Overwatch. Yeah, you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really involved in this. I got a lot riding on it, so. Uh, so think. much riding on it. Oh my gosh. And they're, they're northwest. Oh my gosh. So how's that? Or should should Mashif be should chat me? See, I don't want chat on the right because then it's like if you're watching on Twitch, the chat's right next to the chat. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's not right. Should definitely be left. But for anyone like watching on their PS4 who doesn't have the chat open or whatever, I'd like to have the chat there whenever we can. Yeah, that's a very large audience. That's how I watch it usually. James is flying. Oh yeah, I need to bring James down, huh? And so is your your brother. I was gonna dox him, but that's okay. Sebastian West Coast. <laughs> there we go. How's that? I think that's pretty good. Yep, looking good. All right, so I guess that makes sense. The uh... 
should I be top left? I guess it doesn't matter. Coast co-host doesn't fucking who cares. All right. So now I'm gonna be top here. I mostly wanted Mashif below me so that he could pass me beers. Now we'll keep it consistent. I'm gonna make myself second window. I'm gonna put James right at the top since he was top left on the other one. Oh boy, I'm dead. You should be first one, Jimmy. It's your show. Honestly, I'm not too concerned about it. It's not that big of a deal. Slowly over time, it'll become my show. Honestly, this is a for the long haul. legitimately. I uh, I am approaching this as a joint venture between me and James. He's always been a uh, a trusty mod and friend, and uh, he also as a YouTube channel. So I gave him the option of since I don't even I don't I don't even really have a YouTube channel. So I'm giving James the option of posting these uh podcasts to his YouTube channel because we will also be discussing some of the projects that he does as far as like he he does YouTube reviews uh and uh, we're, we're going to be talking about some of the games that he's been playing and reviewing and the videos he's working on. So it could potentially be a cross-promotional tool for him where he can go to these companies that he's making videos for and say, hey, look, we even talked about it on this podcast. You know, it's an additional kind of thing for James to be able to use. Since I can't pay him to be my co-host, like if he wants yeah, I demand a very high salary. if he wants to use this podcast as a marketing tool to be like hey look we'll even talk about it on our podcast next week you know that type of shit so that's that's kind of the the deal that i worked out with james uh mashif is just doing exclusive re-upload rights too <laughs> yeah exactly uh <laughs> mashif you're is welcome to uh restream this or do whatever the fuck he wants with it he's a friend that's of mine in, in real that. life uh, but I, I, always, I think Mashif is hilarious, and uh, he's going to be our uh, – well, you'll see. We have a special segment that we're working on just for him. Diva D-Mac. So uh, the only problem with doing it this way is the labels are, like, on different sides. Maybe I should just do all the labels on the same side so it's – You can always put them in the center. Mm. You might need to make it a, the stroke a little bolder. Yeah, I well, think – I think stroke is my favorite thing in Photoshop. I, for now, I'm just kind of doing a quick and dirty. Uh, obviously, we're going to learn as we go, but I think that's that's not bad. Because these overlays are temporary anyway. Uh, we're probably going to be getting improved ones. And I told him when he makes them, if he could, I asked him to. Uh, so I don't think we're going to be that. I think that window is going to be too small for chat. So I think maybe I'll just throw a bucket in it or something for now. Uh, maybe I'll make a three-person version of this view, uh, Carlos, uh, Tosi, next to you, not or we'll figure we'll find something else to stick down there eventually. But we'll just do a bucket for now. And then uh, I need to do a browser capture. 
And I use Firefox exclusively for, um... Oh shit, I forgot you were wanting to do a pod podcast. Yeah, man. We're, 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 this is the setup. This Tonight is the setup night. This is behind the scenes first. This is early access. This is the fuck it, we'll do it live episode. So that's what we're doing right now. We're actually setting up the podcast live right now. I worked on these overlays earlier today. And we're going for it. So what I'm going to do here is a window capture. I'm going to call this browser. And there it is. First thing we're going to do is we're going to crop it a little bit. There we go. That looks. You're gonna have to get an STMP server so I can broadcast my OBS and my sounds and everything. Yeah. That's down the line. Down the line, eventually we'll do that. Monster Prom. That's a good game. For now, we're just gonna kind of do our best with this. This media view is gonna change eventually. I'll have like a bar across the bottom with additional information. We at least need uh, this. I'm drinking some Blue Moons, my favorite beer. They're great with a slice of orange, but not at all necessary. I wish there was a way to... I guess what I could do... Frango, no worries. I don't even have lighting. That's the fan. Well, you're using lights. Repeat after me. Repeat after you. Repeat after me. Frango. Frango. Don't roll it too much. Just say it like a D. Frango. 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 There you go. Frango, chango, mi, ringa, rongo. Carne asado. (laughs) (laughs) That's racist. That's That's Portuguese. I was speaking Spanish. All right, here we go. I think... Because I think I made that joke like weeks ago as well. Fucking snapping, dude. It's going to drive me crazy. I wish streaming Overwatch wasn't in a super oversaturated market because I would take shit out of this on stream. All right. I mean, I do now, but still. Pollo asado. It's actually pronounced frango. That's what I said. <laughs> Suck it, Hanzo. All right, I think uh, we have our initial scene set up. So, so far we've got our our all chat scene, and we decided for the fourth panel if we have three people on the show, we're just gonna leave. We're gonna put chat in that panel for now. That's probably gonna change in the future. Uh, but yeah. So we got this one. We got this one. I'm gonna make this bucket a little smaller. And then I'm gonna add probably like a 
information bar or something to this view. Um, so yeah, you guys need to see what Mashif made. That's the first thing we're going to pull up in our new media view because I'm really right excited. Away. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that's for my segment. We're going to have a segment. Is that? Oh, that's transparent too. I'm going to download this and add it as a media source right now. <laughs> With my sweet sweater. It's so good. I'm going to add this to my folder here and add it as a media source right now. I love it. Twitch. Podcast stuff. You got to like make it shake and do some stuff. Well, yeah, I'll have to make a GIF out of it at some point. Oh, the shirt and tie from the meme. <laughs> Mom right. says they turn on the Xbox. By the way, guys, uh, let me know. Uh, give me feedback on volume for everyone. I definitely want to lock that in. On my end, everyone sounds pretty even. I can hear everyone fine, but I know for me, it's probably a little different. Uh, so let me know. If I'm like significantly louder or softer than my guests, I tonight is the night where we fix all of those problems. So hopefully I can get some good feedback from you guys on that. Sheafs. I'm calling this image Sheafs Beats. Everybody speaks at the same time. At the same time? I don't know. That sounds pretty difficult to coordinate. If anything, Mashif might be a little soft. Can I control your volume separately from Zoom? or I, I Let me see if I can adjust your volume so you don't have to. It's probably because your mic was kind of far away. Yeah, I can, I can move a little closer. There, that's about as close as I want. I'm going to smack in my lips. Um, so yeah, I don't think I have a way of turning people up individually. So, they said, J James, say something again? Something again. Yeah, James is plenty loud. Mashif, you're a little quiet. I'm trying to I'm trying to find in the Zoom settings if there's a way to adjust individual volumes. I don't think there is. I might be able to boost my output. Yeah, maybe. Let's see. I, I'm I'm curious what kind of audio setting. Audio options. Mm. I thought there was more audio options. Right what? I disabled automatically adjust microphone. I just have it all the way up. That's pretty good. Okay. If anything, maybe I can bring James down a little. But I, I, I can hear you fine. Hopefully, chat can hear you. Uh, but yeah, keep me posted, guys. Uh, all the feedback. You guys can backseat all you want. Mashif sounds like he is in a submarine. Yeah, he's a little uh, echoey. That's just my shitty mic. That's all. Time to get you an upgrade. You should get this one, man. This mic is not expensive. This was uh, $17 and came with a stand. <laughs> this the deal of a century. But yeah, it should come a different. The thing that I don't like about my mic is that it picks up goddamn fan on my computer. That's why you need... My mic is a dynamic mic. It's not a compressor mic or a condenser mic. A lot of people on Twitch say, oh, you should get a, a fucking, what is it? A Yeti or whatever. 
A condenser mic literally picks up everything unless you tweak the shit out of it. It's great for a studio environment, but if you're in an environment with noise, you should get a dynamic microphone, not a condenser microphone. A dynamic microphone is what music musicians use. Like the that's why mine looks like this. This is a dynamic microphone, like a uh, like you'd see, you know, Foo Fighters use or whatever. Bonnie, what are you doing, man? These microphones are directional, so they only pick up sound from directly in front of you. I can have my fan on over here. I can have my speakers on. It doesn't pick up any of that shit. It only it's directional. They don't have quite as warm of a sound, but if you're in an environment with noise, you should get a dynamic microphone. I'll uh, I'll end up checking it out at some point. This thing's just about had it. A lot. I did a lot of research on that, and I decide. I finally decided after everything that a dynamic was the way to go. I found the cheapest uh, carbonoid mic I could find. Hmm. I should probably get a new mic. I bought this one six years ago. Yours sounds really good, though, James. Yeah, it's really nice, but I can't change the settings on it. Oh, really? The next setting down, which lets you pick up a more dynamic like vocal range, it's also picks up a ton of feedback from something yeah. like itself. Oh, okay. So whenever I activate it, if I'm doing something live, there's a ton of extra feedback. Because in post, I can edit it out, and it's not even an issue. Yeah, makes sense. <gasps> a child. <laughs> yeah. Let's see red. Oh, a wild... Ginger appears. You like that? No one can see my my gym shorts that I'm wearing. They think I'm, I'm all dressed up. Oh yeah. Gator Pete just saw the picture. <laughs> he said that fucking <laughs> image. Great picture, Gator. That's for our that's for our Mashif's beef sec- section of the show. He's gonna start messing stuff up. There, I got the I got the actual image as an image now instead of in the browser. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Like that. There we go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to turn this into an animation. It deserves some movement. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna gift the shit out of that uh, at some point. Sorry, guys. We're, like I said, we're kind of doing this on the fly, so you're getting firsthand experience on how to build a podcast. Uh, I just looked up meat. I didn't even look up anything, just meat. And that sweater came up? Yeah, the sweater came up, and I was like, all right, that's cool. Like Gator Pete wants to know where that hoodie is for sale. Alibaba somewhere, I'm sure. All right, so we're going to turn off Sheep's Beef. Uh, did you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lady Navia said, oh, my God. <laughs> Jelly, right? Yeah, I'm going to have to just show that when it's time for your segment. We're just going to do like a full screen animation. Make it zoom in and out. Machif's beef. Machif's beef. Machif's beef. We're going to make it a little bigger. We're going to make it bounce around. Oh, this bucket needs lower. Could you turn down the tape? That's what we're going to do. It's going to be a full I'm going to I'm going to have to work on OBS and creating like a full transition. That face is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is my natural state. Yeah, I like it. It's great. 
That's how the when he wakes up. That's what uh, that's what Bella Bandit uh, wakes up to every morning. That's my O face. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, we've got our browser here. When Mashif's beef is not uh, taking up the screen. We've got our browser here so that we can uh, talk about stuff. And in fact, we do have stuff to talk about. We uh, do? Yeah, James. Uh, we James, prepared topics? Well, well ki- I mean, kind of. I yeah. thought about it in the last couple minutes. We can do a dry run of some of the stuff that we can. Well, I've been playing Overwatch. What? Bastion? 75% off? Oh, it is. Where at? Ten. Uh, someone linked it somewhere. Oh, fanatical? What's fanatical. that? Fanatical. That, that sounds legit. That's definitely not a Russian website to steal your credit card information. Here, I'm going to pull it up. Oh, it's, it's probably a Norwegian game seller source thing. It's, yeah, FFA linked it, so who knows. Fanatical is cool for real. All right. But yeah, there it is. Uh, Fanatical has uh, Bastion on sale for a three seventy four. Bastion is a fantastic game. I played that game beginning to end. I did not complete all the little like challenges and stuff. I didn't like one hundred percent it, but I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, um, the narrative. The single player was fantastic, and they have Skullgirls complete for one dollar. Wow. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. It's a good fighting game. I own Skullgirls, but I've never actually played it. (laughs) Oh, same. I'm not good at fighting games. I'm terrible at fighting games. I've just... I can play... I've been over fighting games for a long time. I I can play some, like, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. But once they started adding all, like, the advanced mechanics of, like, parries and counters and uber super moves and charge meters and all that shit like i just had a really hard time keeping up with all that stuff to be honest yeah like i can play super smash brothers with my girlfriend and her friends and destroy them but then when my friends want to play they destroy me <laughs> i can beat up girls <laughs> yes that is what i said machine <laughs> cool. i'm right. one step above button mashing um, I need to get another drink. Now that we've got some scenes set up, we might need to take a short uh, break. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it in a minute. First, Mashif, do you have something prepared for your first Chiefs Beef section? Sure. Let me uh, let me leave this game of Overwatch. Mostly, just, well, you can finish your game if you want. We can. No, I finished it. I, I oh. Short break. Frank, I'm sorry, man. We, you realize we've been at this for an hour and 23 minutes, just like sh- setting this shit up. So. It doesn't feel like it feels like it's been three minutes. Well. Yeah, it, it has gone by pretty quickly. That's what happens when you're busy. Okay, so my first Nashif beef. Hold on. Nashif. Send me send me uh, whatever links you want me to show. Uh, you... uh... Next time you'll have sent these to me beforehand, so in like a list, so that I can know what to display. See, we're learning. I really doubt that. Well, if you don't, then it's gonna fuck everything up. So I got a little distracted. I tried to go to SteamPowered.com so I could bring up the store, and first result was SteamPoweredGiraffe.com. Oh shit! What happened? Oh, I accidentally minimized. I gotta make sure I don't do that. I minimized Zoom 
Maybe I'm a band? What is this? Digital concert tickets. Okay, fuck that. Fuck that. Where's the chat? What the fuck? Chat's dead. Wait a minute. Wrong chat. You guys aren't showing up anymore. Where did it go? Oh, back to meeting. There we go. That was weird. Alright, I gotta make sure I'm careful about that. I can't I can't minimize this window or accidentally close it or anything. I just gotta make sure I just leave it in the background. Probably need to work on getting some different music for the background too. Um are you sending me links, Mashif? I am I've only got two of the good examples. Well, I mean possibly good examples. Oops, that's not there's a wrong window right there. That one. I think everyone in your channel is the second one. Alright, we got two links here. First one I'm gonna bring up. Alright, I have the first link up. You go, you do your thing, okay. Sheaf. Alright, the first Sheaf's beef is early fucking access. The, the amount of, like, uh, swing in an early access game as far as quality is fucking awful. Now, this is a game that doesn't come out till late 2018, but they decided to announce it now. I'm super fucking pumped. Which this is the bad part of it when you see a, a potentially awesome game which doesn't go early access until the end of the year, which means it doesn't get released until 2020. Fuck that. <laughs> Have the whole game. Have the whole game or at least be close to release. And then you have other games like Prison Architect or Slay the Spire, which are actually awesome games that have been in development forever. And then games like Minion Masters or some other stuff. And you get trash. This is absolute trash in the early access section on Steam. Here's one called Mini Thief. Nobody wants to play this. Nobody. Here, I'll, I'll even post it in Twitch. There you go. That's easier for me. Alright. But early access is just it's, it needs to stop. It needs to slow down. It needs to knock itself off. Like someone needs to put an end to this shit. Yeah, I agree. Um I think the problem is it, there's no standard or quality control. Um, yeah. yeah, it sucks that games like Slay the Spire get put in the same bucket as this fucking mini thief game. They're they're just both oh they're both it's early access. And I and I feel like it for some developers it gives them an excuse to release a game. And not have to fix shit right away. Rather than just like doing what most people do and quality testing a game properly. They, oh, let's just release it. See, I think what they should, what Steam should do, my solution for this, and this is something I've thought about a lot too. It bugs the shit out of me. I really don't like it at all. I think what Steam should do, in my opinion, is have restrictions on what they can and can't do. Uh, like releasing a full version of a game, they should either restrict that or they should restrict the price. There should be restrictions. Make it almost like a demo version or a beta version or something uh, where they can't capitalize on the whole early access thing. Yeah, for, or have like levels or something like if you're this close to release, you can charge this much. Right. Yeah, or, maybe like 50%. They shouldn't have to say how done the game is so people can decide if they want to pay for that shit or something. Yeah, because there's, there's a number of games, and I, I just went ahead and stopped, excluding Slay the Spire, 
completely just stopped supporting early access because it was so frustrating. Well, well and I, some games are good about it. Like some some games, I feel like they say, "Oh, you know, if you if you buy it during early access, you get it for half the price, and you'll get all of these exclusives when exclusives when it officially comes out." Something like that. Um, Gator Pete has a good idea. He said maybe an extended refund period. I think if it's in early access, there should be no refund period. No, I think it should be nothing. I think if you go, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a developer and you're gonna say this is an unfinished game, Steam should make a rule that okay, then people can refund that game until you fully release it. Yeah, yeah, and that'd that, be fine. That way, it would motivate developers to finish their fucking games, and and they wouldn't use it as a as a basically a way to make money off of an unfinished game, because there will always be that risk looming over their heads of oh, well, what if everyone, what if someone finds a killer bug and everyone refunds it tomorrow? Like it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna light a fire under the developers' asses. So I I that would actually be. A really cool way to do it is say, "Hey, yeah, you can put your game on Steam in early access, but just know that the the ref- as long as the game is in early access, people can refund the game whenever they want." I would be more than happy with that. That would be okay because then there's no risk to the consumer. There should be no risk to right. the consumer. Okay, and then for a second there, I thought you meant there you can't refund it, which I was like, "Whoa, Jimmy, that that's pretty hardcore." But yeah, like a lot of early access titles, there are a lot of good ones like Slay the Spire, like RimWorld, because I bring up RimWorld because that's that one's been in early access for like a year and a half. Right. And they finally said, we're done with the game, guys. This is what we wanted it to be. We're not done with developing it, but this is basically what we set out to do. So now it's release time. There are 19 pages of early access games. Yeah, there, there are a ton. And it's stuff like that where, because Steam doesn't want to take the role of having to moderate what comes onto the service, because there's the argument that, well, like, small smaller titles won't get on because Steam said, oh, this one didn't meet enough criteria, so we won't get it on the service. Because as it is right now, the only criteria you need to pass to get a game onto Steam is to pay $100, and that's it. Hey, guys, we're making a fucking video game. Oh yeah, yeah, that, hundred dollars. Yeah, early access. You pay a hundred dollars to put it on Steam because the idea is, if you're just putting like trash onto the service, no one will pay for it, and then you're down a hundred bucks. Because before it, before that, you could get it other ways, and a lot of shovelware was appearing on Steam, and there wasn't any disincentive <laughs> to do that. Yeah, I'm just saying. You could always find a couple people to to buy shovelware for like fifty cents. A hundred bucks. We charge a hundred dollars. We only need one sucker to buy it. Yeah, it, yeah, no, it's a pure numbers game. Like, say, say you pay the hundred bucks and you charge two ninety nine for your game. Thirty five people buy your game, and you're and you're you're gonna start making a profit. And you'll easily find thirty five suckers. Like, that's Jimmy, the thing. You know the one, and you not know even the one I want you to show, right? What was that? Not you even know the one I want you to show. Which one? The the second one I posted. The zombie one? No, the Candy Crush cologne. Oh, Titty Crush? Yeah. <laughs> Let's That's pull a quality that game right there, actually. Anyway, James, James, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, and then even then, it's not even suckers either, because a good example of that is, is Bad Rats. 
people buy it purely as a joke to gift it to people. Right. So they're probably making mad stacks. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's an awful game. I know. I, I've bought it for. I bought it for quite a few people. <laughs> this looks like a great game, Mashif. I can really get behind the idea they have here. It's on sale. I'm just saying it's three forty. <laughs> <laughs> it's on sale. Come on. How can I, it be on sale? It's not even done. See, and there's suckers like me. I am an absolute victim of it's on sale. What 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 would what should we call that sickness? Consumerism. No, yeah. not Consumerism. They, there's a specific illness of buying things specifically because they're on sale. And uh, I'm hoarders. You're a hoarder. No, no, it's no. Three fifty. Three fifty. I'm not a hoarder. I don't. I don't hoard things. I have no problem getting rid of things. I get rid of stuff all the time. But if something's on sale, sometimes I just buy it for the sheer fact that it's on sale. My dad does it too. My dad's worse because he does it with food. He'll go to Vaughn's and he'll see like rotisserie chickens on sale and he'll buy like six of them. He's like, it was on sale. Like, dad, that's because that's that's a rotisserie chicken. Six rotisserie chickens. Those are good. (laughs) And you eat those and get a good value out of it. There's no way you're going to eat them all before they go bad. The reason they're on sale in the first place is because they've been sitting under a heat lamp all day. Like, like (laughs) you'd be surprised, Jimmy. So I haven't. I I dry chicken on sale. I don't have that habit when it comes to actual physical goods, but I do have that habit when it comes to digital goods, and it's a problem because I'll see a game that's regularly twenty dollars. It'll be on. It'll be like ninety percent off. Well, it'll be some crazy sale, so it's like a two dollar game or whatever, and I'll buy it for the sheer fact that it's a deal. Like, oh, I might play this someday. It's on sale. I should buy it. I'm really. I'm very guilty of that. Yeah, see, Jimmy, that's funny because I'm kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum where I'll see a game, it's like 20 bucks. I'm like, oh, I'm really interested in this. Bookmarked, I'm going to wait for a sale because that's when I'm only going to buy it because I know it's going to go on sale at some point, even if it takes like three years. Yeah. I mean, I do that as well, but I <laughs> wet. I should probably like pull up a different game and just sitting there on the. Um, but yeah, no, I'm guilty. Like sometimes I'll just pull up like Humble Bundle or Steampowered.com or CheapShark.com, and I'll just be like, "What? That game's ninety percent off!" And I'll just buy it. Yeah, Gator Pete knows. That's that's why Shotgun Wednesday is a thing because I have a shit ton of games I've bought and never played because they were on sale. By the way, guys, uh, quick plug. Um, right now on the old Humble Bundle. The monthly Humble Bundle, if you never got the chance to pick it up, Destiny is the current uh, Humble Monthly game. So you can get it for... They just tw- dropped a new expansion. And they just dropped a new expansion. Uh, you can we'll get it for to, $12 plus a handful of other games. We'll go to my live studio audience to ask their opinion. So, how do you feel about the new expansion? You're playing it right now. I'm asking you, how do you feel about this new expansion? He says it's eh. The Sebastian Shakedown says. Oh no, eh. this is this is the other one. Oh, the other one. The smarter one. Ah, oh, he said the smarter one. The other West Coast. Yes. Yeah, if you're interested in it, uh, Gator Pete, I think the link you were looking for is oh, not that one. Holy shit! I almost just posted the link to uh, Titty Crush for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. Good value. Yeah. Well, I mean, this other game that Gator Pete was talking about is $10. Yeah, it's a complete game, but I mean, that's that's almost twice the cost. 
what honey pop or whatever yeah I'll see, but Honey Pop, that has a long history. The company puts a lot of work into those games. <laughs> There's like 80 of them. I think most of them are banned on Twitch, aren't they? A lot of them are, yes. <laughs> it's like 99% no, of them. No anime titties allowed on the internet. Uh, yes. Have they never yeah. been on the internet before? There, there might be children watching. Yeah, as Frongo says, there was a Honey Pop bundle where you could get like 10 of them. I remember. I know I I I did not uh, purchase that one, but I. <laughs> what? Dead stick looks so good. Because at the core, at least the Honey Pop games are legit games. Yeah. No, 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 no. I I suppose I can agree with that. What was this link you sent? Uh, this childish Gambino. So I I oh, like that one. <laughs> that that <laughs> one. It's a it's a Persona Five meme with. Childish Gambino. Uh, well, I saw so, that video. I actually it. really like that music video. Is this safe to play on the stream here? Yes. God dang it, Bobby! This clip has a copyright. You know, it's 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 pretty interesting. So it's making huge waves. It's already got fifty-seven million, almost fifty-eight million views. There's tons of reaction videos, tons of memes. He went on SNL. So get this, it's funny. He went on SNL and he hosted as Donald Glover and he performed as Childish Gambino. So his name his name is in the credits twice under both names. I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't know how many times that's happened in the history of SNL that someone's on the show as a host and a musical guest with two different names. I thought that was kind of interesting. So that's my uh, that's my two cents about that whole thing. So yeah, it, it's natural that uh, we're gonna see. I I have a feeling we haven't seen the end of the uh, this is America memes. Mm-hmm. I think this is only the beginning. Oh, you posted the other one. I'll pull this uh, one up. Oh, did I? The uh, Paper Mario one. Yes, that was the first one I saw. It was very well done. Oh, what happened? Why didn't that? Why is it googling it? Oh, Jimmy. Showing your age. Oh no no no! There was a colon. I accidentally copied the colon. My fault. Mm. Sorry guys. It was interesting. You know, okay, some at work and That's terrible. <laughs> nice. But one more time. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty awful, but it's funny to see like the reactions. Yeah. That- of people to go on and make something like this. Well, yeah, I mean, people are all obviously going to meme things and trivialize things, especially things that make them uncomfortable, right? Yeah, because uh, it's that scene in particular that I'm seeing a lot everywhere, where they just put two different like texts on top of each figure to describe things. It's really good. Yeah, I got to tell you, watching streams in VLC is way better than regular Twitch website. Oh, yeah, you can do that. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, you can get the... the um, uh, the stream. You lose the chat, though, right? Yeah, but check this out. One thing, if you want to take it one step further, for anyone out there who wants to take it one step further, there's a there's actually a piece of software called Live Streamer that is specifically made to watch streams. Butts. Oh, <laughs> shady with the butts. Uh, it's called Live Streamer. It's an application that's specifically to watch streams outside of Twitch. It's a it's a desktop application called Livestreamer. And you look a- like you could use a pork bun. And it actually integrates with Chatty. Hmm. Uh, so you can use Livestreamer and Chatty together. 
And I use it actually to lurk in people's channels sometimes because you can pull something up in chat in live streamer and just like have it lurk multiple channels and you can be in multiple chats with chatty. So yeah, that's a thing. But you can do it from VLC as well. RuneScape. RuneScape. Oh, so hey, did you guys hear about bounties? Bounties? Twitch bounties. We should actually talk about this real quick. I meant to bring this up. I haven't heard of it. Tell me more. Yeah, it's a thing. Let me see if I can find it. (sighs) Bounty board program. Check this out. Now, it's pretty controversial uh, I saw another podcast kind of talk about it, and they brought up a lot of really good uh, points. But essentially what this is is let's say a company wants to promote their game, right? They can go to Twitch, and they can say, hey, I want to set up a bounty. And I, Here, let me zoom in on this so you guys can kind of hopefully read this text a little easier. So a company can come to Twitch, and they can say, hey, we want to set up a bounty for our game. And uh, people, so streamers will be able to go to this bounty board and they'll see this list of games. And so, like, for example, right here, stream Destiny 2 for one hour and get $100. Oh, I'll fucking do that so bad. Yeah, those are not the right. They're ready for trash streams. (laughs) Those are not going to, those are definitely not, like, anywhere near what the final numbers are going to be. No, no, no. Well, here's the thing, though. So there's obviously a lot of hidden like so uh let's see stream one hour straight at your typical concurrent viewer count if you if your peak does not hit typical numbers you will get a proportional percentage of the payout so that right there says like so people who are not generally uh variety streamers are already fucked because for Mm -hmm. a lot of streamers when you switch games half of your audience leaves Okay. So the the very first the very first thing it says is you have to maintain your typical concurrent viewer count. All right, one viewer, got it. So Easy. yeah, but for someone who has like an average of say like 10, 15, 20 viewers, they switch to Call of Duty World, you know, uh, World War Two, a game they've never played, and their audience doesn't give any shits about. Half of them leave. They're already disqualified, or they're only going to get like. 30 or $40 of the $100. Number two, don't disparage the brand. So basically what they're, what they're doing here is a problem already, right? So you can't do what we do as streamers. And if I play like on Shotgun Wednesday, if I play a shitty game and I say, oh, this game sucks, it won't even load. Or, oh, this game sucks, like I don't like this menu system. So essentially you have to play the game and, and pretend it's – a good game like you can't just well, say stuff's good yeah it says here be mindful of the difference between constructive feedback which is welcome and mean-spirited bashing yeah but where so that's yeah. that's blurry as fuck right so it's so, like that that's up to twitch to decide or the company well, they, they have a really good track record of being fair about oh stuff. yeah 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 twitch and uh youtube and you know mm-hmm. Decision making from the higher ups is always on point. Because even with dis- even with disparaging the brand, does that mean like if I bash the game itself for being bad, does that count as disparaging the brand? I'm not talking about the company that made it, just the specific game that they made. Right. Well, a game could be considered a brand. Yeah. Well, Call of Duty specifically, that is a brand. 
games that are oversaturated. <laughs> so, uh, the the other podcast I was listening to, the point they made though is that people who are already partnered streamers or who already work with, so generally what happens is companies have third parties that they reach out to to find people to sponsor and promote their games. Yes, and it's usually a negotiated thing. So streamers know their value, right? Yes. I mean, you know, a streamer who has X number of viewers, obviously they're going to be able to negotiate a much higher rate, and it's going to be a contract directly between that streamer and the company. Now, Now, all of a sudden, Twitch, you don't think they're getting a cut? This is a system that they've set up in place so that they can be the middleman now. And they're gonna, they're gonna get a cut of every single one of these bounties, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there was some questionable stuff there as far as like, is this good or bad for for streamers like maybe like us who are much smaller? Uh, it might be a good thing, but for like streamers who are kind of in the middle, who are starting to make traction and get interest and stuff, if they see this and they go this route, they might be severely undervaluing themselves. So it's kind of like, oh, and plus Twitch is going to take a cut. Because, you know, whereas they could probably cut a deal where they say, hey, you know, I'll stream your game. I'll do three sponsored streams at 100 bucks a pop. So $300 out the gate transaction between a streamer and whatever company. And, to, and you know, But this kind of changes the entire ecosystem of how that's always worked in the past. So it's kind of like... I don't know. There, there's some serious one thing. That, one good note, though. One thing that's very interesting is this line right here. Oh, this is an image. I was going to highlight this. You, can you guys read that? I can't read it. Let's see. Yeah, I opened it myself. So it says game key included with bounty activation. Okay. Talk about string games for free and get paid. Keys are emailed 72 hours after bounty activation. So that is one obvious perk, right? So even if you don't hit your concurrent viewer count and you don't get the hundred dollars, you still get the key. You still get the game. So I don't know. It it seems like a really interesting system. We'll be. I'll be interested to see how well it actually. Uh, and I don't know if this is going to be for partners and affiliates. I'm sure it's probably going to be partners first. I I wonder. Let me look. Let me search this page for. Let's see. Who is eligible to par- participate? During closed beta, only partners in the U.S. will be eligible. While we plan on eventually expanding eligibility to all partners and affiliates, our initial launch plan is to carefully onboard streamers from the waitlist so we can gradually test the scale and stability of the system before expanding. So did anyone else get, speaking of new like programs and stuff, did anyone else get an invite to the uh, bits extensions? Um, yeah, I, I did. I haven't I haven't like uh actually sat down and read the fine print or the email or anything yet. But, they take uh, like a twenty percent cut depending on the developer and then Right. That's the one that Streamlabs is trying to push me to change to. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. trying to get every everyone who's using the Streamlabs uh, loyalty points overlay, they're trying to convince you to switch to their, their bit based one. And I ha- I have to try it and see if it's worth it for whatever features they're adding. It better be worth it if they're going to be taking a cut, because right now 
I love my ducat system. I love my incentives. I have things pretty locked in the way that I like them. And so for them all of a sudden to say, hey, upgrade to this new one uh, where you can use bits directly in the extension. Oh, yeah, but uh, by the way, we get a 20% cut. Like, <laughs> someone already has to pay a 40% upcharge to donate a dollar to you through yep. bits. And now, now the uh, now the extension makers are saying, "Oh, we want our cut too." So, I think it's okay because it's completely voluntary and it's just free anyway. Yeah, so, but bit, my problem is bits aren't free though. Yeah, no. that, that's the issue. But it's still voluntary, and technically, bits are free if you can watch ads. I mean, and then you don't always have to give bits either. Yeah, because most people that are giving bits to streamers aren't going to be doing chargebacks chargebacks on PayPal donations anyway, so they could just do that. Well, my issue is if they start – the problem with me is that I think it leads to a slippery slope where they're going to start locking certain extension features behind bits. Mm-hmm. Well, Which yeah, they're in their right to do was, since they – That made. was in their, uh, their advertising though too. They said, how would you like people to use bits? And one of the things was – Switching songs or, you know, Twitter follows and stuff like that. I mean, that's in their plan. That's that's the grand scheme of things is they pay to play for everything. Yeah, because that, that especially reminds me of, of GatherBot back when you used it because... That's why I stopped using GatherBot, though. Yeah, because... I didn't because... want nickel and dime people. Like, I, I, I'd rather reward people just for watching than to say, oh, now you got to spend bits to do shit, too. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I bring it up because my boss Spectre, he uses it when he streams, and it they've come a, a long way since you did it. And essentially, they have like on his page, you can do essentially you can download apps to your phone, play, and then they'll give you essentially points that you can basically if you accrue enough points, you, it, Gatherbot will pay for the sub to the streamer once you accumulate enough points, money. So, like, I think the, the biggest one I did was, like, $2 if I downloaded a game, played the game, and got through, like, the tutorial. And then they're like, you'll you'll get $2 if you do this. So, it's, I, like, pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm totally no, okay with that. I, I saw that system, and I bounced as soon as they announced that. And I so maybe I just have a very difference of opinion because I, I stream primarily for... I mean, I would love to grow my audience and and make a financial gain of it and stuff, but to me, I don't ever want to meta-gamify that much to the point where people are just, like, coming to my stream just to get their GatherBot beta points and shit. Like, that's not... I, I want people to be here to hang out and chat with me, and... Gatherbot was already littering my chat so much, and the metagame was getting to the point where that's where all the interest was going. Mm-hmm. So that, and that's kind of why I switched to the uh, the Streamlab system in the first place. Was I had control? I had a lot more control over the ducats and the gifts, and like I, I, I hi, could, I'm Jimmy Alvio, <laughs> like that, and I don't like ducats. I love ducats, but I love ducats that people don't have to meta game for. They can just watch the stream if they want to click on the little pink button. You look like get... you could use a pork <laughs> bun. And then in Shady's case, I love watching the stream, but I like gambling the ducats away even more. Yeah, and winning every time with a super. Fun. Oh, he hasn't won the last few times. He's thrown away his ducats many times over. So, 
And then, like, more specifically with this bounty thing, it's interesting. I think this is going to help out a lot more smaller streamers than the larger ones. Because as you said, the larger streamers, they already know what their worth is. They already know how to negotiate with these larger companies. Whereas these smaller ones, they're at the mercy of, of sponsors when they right. when they're just so much smaller they don't really have that like their own pull in that type of stuff right but it is interesting that it is based on the uh the proportional percentage because it's like for example like say the luck charm was gonna do this and she's like okay i'm gonna stream runescape like how many people will stick around to watch runescape that that's pretty interesting well i think one of the concerns that i heard was that that might be true at the beginning but if this system is successful and Twitch can prove to more companies that it's working, companies might be inclined to stop negotiating with directly with larger streamers and only use this system. Mm -hmm. Because they realize, oh, I can get advertising way fucking cheaper if I just do it through bounties. Uh, and then and then you've got corporations making deals with corporations and basically basically just giving us the crumbs rather yeah, than it's a slippery slope. Rather can't than, they just do this now though? I mean the, the companies can do this right now. Not there's no systemized, programmed, automated way to do it through Twitch. They yeah, are. so Mashif, as someone that does do this through my YouTube channel, though like since I do have a large amount of subs for it. I do have a more more leeway and more talk when it comes to that because a lot of these larger companies that are looking for sponsorships, they, they're they flooded with those types of messages all the time. So when you're small and trying to get those, they're basically, they just won't talk to you in the first place because they don't see it as worth anything. So when they can just go in and be like, okay, here's a flat rate, and then they can apply it instead of us having to negotiate anything, that's way easier from the company side. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, That's totally fine with me. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I but I, I'm just voicing concerns that I've heard. Uh, I think I'm going to move these. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by layout shit. I'm going to try putting this in. Um, and I, I definitely could see the concerns because mm -hmm. then it's like... I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a good analogy... I think this happens on a larger scale than we think it's happening already. This just makes it easier. And I don't. Um, I don't really think this is an issue right now. In fact, I think it's not even going to be an issue later. Like as you said, Jimmy, like it might be an issue like if they just goes company to company and they're offering whatever. But it's also that a lot of the larger streamers, for one are just going to ignore this because they already have their contacts at companies. Yeah. And then I think overall companies that opt into this system are going to lose out in more money in the short term than they'll gain in the long term anyway. Just because there's a lot of streamers that are big. You can already see it with those sponsored streams where the numbers are way smaller because people come for the, they come for the person. They don't come for the game a lot of the time. Right. So it's okay. hard to even get people to play the game that way anyway. What was that guy they paid to do Minion Masters? Creparian. Crip. Crip, yeah. Nobody watches Minion Masters streams, and everyone just bitched about it the whole time. So it's like, that's what you're inviting, with that sponsored content. Like, people don't like it. Yeah, like... I think it's okay that people can voluntarily opt into this, 
but it's going to damage their reputation and their stream and their channel in the long run more than they'll they're going to gain out of like 100 bucks or whatever it's going to call it. Wanna... <laughs> one of the guys I was listening to he had a really good idea actually he hmm. said if you uh, what you could do is set the expectation where you have like <laughs> sponsored bullshit day or like sponsored bullshit week so your viewers know that like hey we're just going to crank out these sponsored ones so we can get the money and then we'll use that money for a giveaway or for a charity or something like basically <laughs> just like <laughs> basically just like hey make it a, a group effort like hey just stick around Tough it out for this sponsored bullshit, and uh, we'll use the money for something awesome. There is definitely going to be people shitting on the program. Yeah. Which and will then, be super fun. And then it is funny, the the Kriparian situation, because you could see how many people were actually interested in Minion Masters as the game. Because when he streamed, he had like 4,000 viewers from his average like overall of like ten to 15,000. And then so. of the 4,000 that were watching him... A, like a very small percentage of them that were interested in the game went over to Shady's stream when he was streaming because they were like, okay, here's so because they were like, okay, Crips playing it. Let's look at someone else and like see what this guy does because I'm actually somewhat interested in this game. Right, that's true. You you are gonna get some of that. You're gonna get some some but fallout. But it's it's small. Yeah, it generally is pretty small. I got a couple too. I think the second time Crip streamed, I was playing Minion Masters, and I got a handful of people the second time around, I believe. But yeah, it's it's not going to be. A lot of people are just going to bounce as soon as you know the streamer that you're interested in leaves. They're like, okay, I'm done, cool. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I we'll see. I, I I'm interested in it, mm-hmm. but. I definitely have my concerns. I think if it's a game that you were planning on streaming anyway. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Or, hey, no yeah, problem. free key, guaranteed, like some level of a guaranteed payout. That's well, that's where this is useful. Yeah, and use it for what it is. And I'm I interested. Think if you, if you do what that guy was saying, where you just, hey, we're gonna shit on this all day. Like I can't say anything bad, but you guys can. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm interested interested to see how this is going to evolve because this is just like their example stuff. I doubt it's going to be stream a game for an hour and then max is a hundred bucks because I know a lot of companies they pay way more currently or way less. <laughs> yeah, or way less. Yeah, well, and I think part of it has to do with so the, there was two more rules here. Uh, you have a date to complete it by. And there's mm. also the stipulation that you have to store that broadcast. So yeah. they want they, they want the VODs too. They want to be able to and I'm sure in the fine print there'll be something they about they, they can go in and use those VODs for promotional whatever. They definitely own it. There's no way they're gonna have non ownership of the of the uh, the stream. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so and it, and I found it funny that they used uh, Super Mario Odyssey here because Nintendo <laughs> Not does not like people streaming or making videos of their game and monetizing. Oh yeah, they're ever. notoriously bad about that. They maybe, I mean, it. maybe they've gotten, maybe they've changed their. Uh... The most change they did was through YouTube, at least. I'm not sure how much on Twitch, just because it's a different atmosphere. On YouTube, there's <laughs> Nintendo has a system in place where you can opt in, and there are very strict guidelines on what you're allowed to do and how to monetize Nintendo. Well, they still take content. Yeah, and then they also take a cut on top of what YouTube takes. They're they're very the video that behind. He did was uh, 
That was demonetized. They took all of the rights to that video. Oh, the... Did you see Sorry about the coffee. Dude, his Labo video was hilarious. You you need to watch. It was great. I, I want to know how many Nintendo fanboys he just pissed off because he completely destroyed that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Even before he destroyed it, it was great. He's like, it's finally here, guys. He t- he removes Nintendo Labo out of the box, puts it to the side, is holding the Amazon box, and says Nintendo Labo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, playing we can, with the box for like a full minute. <laughs> we can pull it up and kind of watch parts of it. No, that was great. I mean, shady. I mean, they do like give you the instructions on how to build the stuff and all that. But yeah, at the end of the day, they're selling you cardboard. Oh my God, it's here! Here, here you go, Michi. It's finally here. It, it was a phenomenal video. I loved it. We'll just watch the video. Nintendo Labo. <laughs> What a great game! You know, last year they came out Dunky with Mario to make Odyssey content. and Breath yeah. of the Wild. This year, he's like, he what a great game! <laughs> oh, that he, shit is he goes so above good. and beyond in his content. It's great. Yeah. Hold on, I was gonna pull something up here. I hope the the cardboard from Lavo is just unsold copies of Nintendogs. Oh god. <laughs> Although, I totally have a Nintendogs copy. Because I got the Nintendogs in the DS. Or... DS? Yeah, it was for DS. Yeah. But I called it an NDS and I was like, what the fuck is I'll have to find it later. Uh, there was a video I wanted to show you, but I can't find it. Um... So James, you said what was uh, you brought up in our discussion? There was a game that you were uh, working on or writing a review for. Oh, yeah, it's. I was curious. I wanted to pull that. I hadn't even looked at it yet. I wanted to pull it up. Yeah, hold on. Let me get you the link for it. Torque. There it is. Copy, paste, Discord, direct message, paste. There you go. Sounded complicated. Torque. Yeah, Torque. It's because I dabble in Game Maker Studio. I've always, I've done it for like years now, ever since I was like in middle school. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. And while one day I was going through the Game Maker subreddit, and it was like two days ago, this came up. The guy, Rob Van Says, says he said, hey guys, I, I actually finished this game. I put it out. It's free to download. Like, check it out. And I was like, all right. And... It, the mechanics are super simple, and it's super addicting. I, you run it through. You, it's, I didn't put it on Steam, so I don't know how many hours I have on it, but I know it's at least six. Yeah, it's essentially you have the left key, the right key, and X. X slows down time, makes it so you can do finer movements, and it's essentially you pilot two little drones along this procedurally generated, basically obstacle course. And it's so simple, and that's what makes it really fun, because as it gets harder, as the difficulty increases, you're learning more, and you're trying to basically get through like each part and trying to figure out how to solve it. It's like a puzzle each time. And the music, the music is spot on. I would not have been playing it this long if the music was not up to par. 
Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the description. You you did a really good job explaining it, but I have it up here. It says, mm-hmm. Torque is a game of skill and reflex. Pilot two ships that spin and weave through an obstacle course in order to fire their weapon. Uh, with funky graphics and a catchy soundtrack, Torque is sure to blow your mind, both because it's so fun and because it's just incredibly hard. Use the arrow keys to rotate your ships. Rotating will charge your weapon. Hold, oh, so as you rotate, it charges your weapon. That's cool. Yes. Hold X to activate slow motion. Your weapon will not charge during slow motion. Oh, so you can't just sit there in slow motion the whole time. You, you yep. need to, you yeah, know. The, the trailer shows off all the mechanics pretty well. All right, cool. Uh, your weapon will not charge. I just want, if I read it first, then I know what I'm seeing when it happens in the trailer. Mm. Once your weapon is sufficiently charged, it will automatically unload onto the enemy. Cool. So, yeah, let's watch the trailer. This sounds kind of cool. Yeah, and it was, it's free. There was no reason not to try. Well, it's name your price, so don't be an asshole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My price is zero dollars. You got name. See, I'm paying him through exposure. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's... That's really interesting. And what it doesn't show is that basically the... As I said, you can slow down time, but as you play, there is a minimum speed. By default, it's at 100%, so real time. But then as you go through each boss, because as when the weapon charges up, you're defeating a boss when it's fully charged, time will increase as that happens. So slowly but surely, the speed at which the game is running, it starts increasing pretty fast. Oh, wow. But it's so gradual, you barely notice it. That's what... Uh... That's what one finger or two finger or what is that game? Two finger death punch or one finger? Yeah, death one finger punch. death punch. The more you play it, if, the better you do it. If the levels start to speed up more and more. Mm-hmm. So it starts at a hundred percent, but as you start to like do really well and and like ace levels and and improve, like at one point I looked up and like the game speed was up to like a hundred and forty percent or something. So like it that, that I, I like that mechanic because as you improve, the game gets harder incrementally. And, and as the huh, oh, bullshit at you. what? As long as it's fair and doesn't throw a bunch of bullshit at you. Oh no! It, it kind of felt like that at one point because it introduces the the new mechanics really slowly as well. Each time you defeat the boss, every time you defeat the boss, a new mechanic comes in. They come in at the same time, so you get used to them the more you play. Yeah. Because at first it's just one bar, another bar on the other side. Really simple. Then they're like, okay, here's a half bar that can also be in the middle. It's like, okay, that, that was easy. Okay, now the big bars, now those ones will, will move up and down. And then they'll stick when you get close to them. Oh. And now here's a smaller bar that's rotating. And now if you got to match the rotation while dodging everything else, because as soon as it gets in, the, in between your ships, it expands and rotates along with your ships. And then it was like, oh, not... And now... There's one bar that covers the entire thing, and half of it is going to split off once it gets close enough. So each time, as you get better, the mechanics get harder. That's what I really like about it. Because I've only made it past the fourth boss, and that's only at speed like 120%. It goes up to 200. Sounds like it feels bullshit the first time you interact with it. (laughs) Yeah, like something happens, and you're like, oh, that was stupid. And then you keep seeing it over and over again, and then you, you get better at like figuring out when it's going to do it or like how to prepare for it. 
Yeah, this looks like definitely something that I'm gonna try. I'm probably gonna download it and play it for a like a shotgun Wednesday or something mm-hmm. in the near future. That's really cool. So are you? So you said you're working on like a video review for this, or? Yeah, just something small. You know, get it out there. Yeah, it's it's an interesting game. So. Very yeah, cool. Game. It's all about it's all about daily uploads. Daily you got it. Come on, where are your daily uploads, James? If you want to game the YouTube algorithm, then yes, daily uploads is the best. Well, that's not what that's not what I try to do. Especially with the content I produce, it, it would suffer if I try to do daily uploads. Yeah. So, how long till you announce you're going to join Team Ten? <laughs> Hopefully, never. Wait, what? Team what? Team, Team 10, Ten with Logan Paul. Oh. It's actually funny. A lot like Everyone's members leaving. have been slowly leaving like over the past year. Yeah. Okay, so let's go through this list real quick that you posted because I'm super excited about some of these. And uh, other ones I'm not so excited about. So number one, Laser League coming out uh, officially out mm-hmm. of early access. So here's an example of a game that's actually going to make it out of early access but no one gives a shit unless it's going to be free to play because yep. well they I, just gave it to a bunch of people and that's about it well they gave it to a bunch of people and the one time that I logged in to try and play it I wow. literally couldn't find a game I, I <laughs> sat in queue for like 10 minutes didn't you know single player's dead everyone's playing random multiplayer games yeah I, I, I sat in queue and just waited and I never found a game a mm-hmm. multiplayer game. So, I mean, hopefully they can find a way to get people playing it, but a multiplayer, I mean it it supposedly has single player, but it's it's a multiplayer game at its core. Yep. And it's a really fun game. I think I did get someone to join a private match with me and I did some bot matches. I see the potential and I see how it could be a very fun game. But a multiplayer game is only as good as its community, and unfortunately, I don't see this game uh, having that. any traction when you have uh, as long as there's free to play games like Fortnite around I mean you're going to have a really hard time with a $15 price point for some multiplayer arena game and that sucks that that's the reality I wish there was more smaller indie game multiplayer communities out there but some of these games the only way I ever get a chance to play them is because I stream and because my community plays them with me like literally mm-hmm. Wrath of Bong's like, yeah, the only time I ever get to play Duck Game is when you play it on your stream and we do it in a private match because I, I, he's like, I try and queue up for that game and I sit there and wait. And it sucks. Yeah, and it's certainly interesting because now that it is leaving early access, there could be a small enough community that's interested in playing it. Now that it's going to be like fully released, people that were on the edge like, eh, it's early access, maybe I don't want to buy it. But time will tell. I tried really hard to not buy early access anymore. The other problem, in my opinion, with smaller communities too, especially with these games that have a high skill ceiling, mm-hmm. when they have a small community, there there aren't a lot of new players. And the problem with that is when a new player does come into the game and queue up, he's just going to get his ass handed to him over and over uh, yep. and over again. Like there's there, there's not enough players to have skill based matchmaking, uh, or rank based matchmaking, whatever you want to call it. That's so what Minion Masters is going through right now. Right. 
Uh, I mean, and and Darwin Project kind of went through it. Darwin Project has enough players that they do have ranked ma- uh, matchmaking, mm-hmm. but and they were plagued by the uh, all the different region servers. Yeah, I mean, so that it sucks because a lot of these multiplayer games are really awesome. But unless you got a group of friends that you're going to sit on the couch and play with, or you have a stream community or something that you can play with, uh, a lot of these games are just going to die. There's no one. There's not enough people to play them. So that's my opinion on that. It, it's a really fun game, though. I do own it. I got it in one of the humble packs at some point. It, they gave it away on humble. It was Bundle like two months ago. Yep. So yeah, we, that, that, I'm, oh. I'm totally down to play it. I mean, we should on a thirsty Thursday if a handful of people want to jump in, and it's it's pretty fun. Um, but I I don't have much. But <laughs> yeah, that could be that could well be where the community comes from. You know, a fun pseudo party game that you bring out when you have like a small group of friends right but as yeah. for online multiplayer it's probably not going to do that well this one would be really cool for local multiplayer because the arena pretty much fits on one screen right so mm-hmm. this would be really cool to you know flip on your steam link and plug in a few controllers and sit on the couch with a group of friends and play it and just you know I, I could see that kind of a you know Mario Party type whatever where you're just talking shit and playing games in your living room but online multiplayer I don't have much hope for it by the way welcome Apple's live TV thanks for the butts uh, how you doing hope you're having a good day the first day of the podcast the first podcast why is there an age verif oh yeah I guess it does say it does have language so this is the next one on our list. You guys, if you were here last night, you saw me play this. Yeah. Uh, coming Im- out for Switch. Immortal Redneck, where every time you get hit, he says, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder ah. if they're going to leave all of the mature language in. Oh, that's. I mean, cool. Doom is coming to Switch. That's so. true. And Bayonetta did just come out on Switch. So I think they're starting to open up a bit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I put Pretty it on the list purely because I know you play it and enjoy it. So people that have a Switch, they might it might be something they want to pick up. It's a really fun game. For those who haven't seen it, it's an it's a roguelike FPS. Uh, there's three different pyramids, and a, as you beat them, the other ones unlock. There's a whole skill tree. There's multiple characters you can unlock, multiple weapons. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's fast paced. Uh, someone yesterday uh, compared the mechanics to Doom or quake it's and i would agree it's it's fast uh there's no there's no uh penalty for jumping in fact you can get a buff that you actually speed up when you jump so like bunny hopping and just bouncing around and accuracy and all so it's it's a very fast-paced fps roguelike and it's a lot how does it play without twitch turned on now uh you you random you find scrolls i think You can find scrolls from chests and stuff. They either drop from enemies or they just randomly pop up every once in a while. I don't Mm -hmm. remember. I mostly play with Twitch on, so... uh, Yeah, that was a critique I saw, like, when it first came on a PC. We were like, oh, is this a game you have to stream to have fun with it? Because, like, they're going to drop those scrolls and such. But I would say it stands on its own pretty well. Yeah. Um... It's definitely, I think it's probably more fun on Twitch just because, you know, people are like, you know, I had that one game, I brought it up last night where, uh, 
they I, I got buffed all game long. Like I was crazy powerful for the entire run. And then there's one perk where it says take 75% of your life and double your money. They literally did that right before I walked into the boss room. So Damn, you got double the money. So I ended up with a ton of gold, but I died to the boss. <laughs> so I guess it was worth it, but it's kind of fun because the audience can kind of decide the narrative. You know, they can fuck with you the whole game or they can, you know, it's, it's fun. I like that the way that they did the twi Twitch interaction is pretty cool because they're there's no limit to how many buffs the audience can give you like you can literally just stand still and let the timer run out over and over again and let the audience keep voting but the audience can punish you for being boring and just standing there waiting for oh man we would decimate you if you did that shit right exactly so there's the incentive to keep moving because you don't know if the crowd's gonna help you or hurt you that's kind of fun I, I like the way that it's set up uh, I don't know about this next one. Yes. Coming for Xbox, PC, and Switch. Hyper Sentinel. So let me read the description here. I'm kind of interested in this. I like the graphics. A face-melting, pixel-pumping arcade shoot-em-up featuring awesome power-ups, epic boss battles, and spectacular effects at a blistering 60 FPS. Last it also leaves out the heavy dubstep. Oh, well, we'll watch the trailer. I'm sure we'll get a taste of that here in a second. Uh, it says, Blast into battle against giant space destroyers in arcade mode. Tackle endless waves of enemies in survival mode. And face off against epic level guardians in... And it's get cut off. So, fuck it. We're going to watch the trailer. What did you say about dynamic and condenser mics? Real quick... Condenser mics are great for uh, for noise-controlled environments. If you've got a nice room where there's no noise, you've got padding on the walls, uh, you've got like a, an actual room that's made for recording and all that stuff, they're great. They have a much wider range of audio. They generally have a warmer sound. Um, but if you're in an environment where there's noise... Uh, I would not recommend getting a condenser microphone. There's a reason that musicians up on stage at concerts use dynamic microphones. They're directional. This is a dynamic microphone. So watch. I'll show you the difference. I'm talking right now. If I turn the microphone away from my mouth, you're going to hear how different it speaks. It's the same distance from my mouth right now, but I'm shouting in... It's not even picking me up half the time. I have to shout. And the microphone is the same distance away. So that's that's what a dynamic microphone does. It ha It's directional. So as long as this is pointing towards my face, I can actually get it pretty far away. I can get it way out here. It's still going to pick me up pretty well as long as it's facing me. I can have a fan on. I could have my speakers on. I could have music on. I could, you know, half the time Lady Navio is watching a TV show right behind the green screen. Microphone doesn't pick up any of that because it's directional. So that's one thing streamers don't take into consideration. If you live in a hot house and you got a fan blasting you the whole time, I would not recommend getting a condenser mic personally. I mean, you can mess with sound gates and stuff, but still, you're going to save yourself a lot of headache if maybe you consider getting a dynamic mic. And this mic was this mic was cheap too. What? I'm going to be switching out. Yeah, you got someone playing Destiny behind you. Can't even hear it. 
I can hear all of that, James. <laughs> could have brought it up, Jimmy. <laughs> this whole time, I thought you couldn't hear it. Uh, I'm guessing no, James there, has there a condenser mic. There was more noise than that, though, that you that you weren't hearing. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's the long and short of it. If you were wondering, do your own research. But uh, I personally, if you're in a noisy environment, I would recommend maybe considering a dynamic microphone. A directional dynamic microphone. Let's watch this trailer. I want to hear this music. I gotta stop after this trailer. Okay. (laughs) Yep, very heavy on it. I can't help but bob my head right now. Stop them. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty fun. Yep, definitely looked interesting. I could, uh, I could play that. I could get down with this. How much is it going to be? There's no price. Just says available 11th May. Good. No access. We're just going to release it. I mean, there's something commendable about that, I guess. Yeah, they're confident in their product. Yep. Just, fuck it. We're going to release it on the 11th, and you'll know then how much it is. You don't get to test it. You don't get to early access it. Here's but you're my $9 like flash it. game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, well. I got to go. I'll be back in a little bit. Okay, All cool. right. And then the next game, something I'm really interested in looking at, Oh, you know what? That's actually going to jack up our uh, Oh, yeah, it is. No, but that that's fine. That's fine. This is we're 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 building uh, a podcast here tonight. So, mm-hmm. I want I actually want you to drop off cuz we'll figure out how we're going to handle that. Uh maybe we'll uh How do you drop from the call? Might Oh, I guess he'll drop when he's ready. Oh, it's in the bottom right corner, end meeting. There you go. So that's going to break all of our overlay stuff, probably. Um, which is fine. Let's see what happens. So what we need to do... <laughs> yeah, you're you're like halfway between two screens. Um, so what I will need to do then, since we've got all this set up, I'm going to duplicate this scene collection... And we'll work on a new overlay. But first, I'm going to have a short break. I'm going to hit the bucket. I'm going to grab a drink. I'm going to go check on Lady Navio. And then uh, we'll be back in a few. Thank you guys for being here for this experiment. I know it's been rough at the beginning. I know it's kind of weird kind of all over the place. But uh, it's going to get better. We're going to continue to tweak things. 
work on the overlays, work on the content. This was just a very, very experimental kind of figure out how this whole thing's going to work. Um, this is new. This whole media layout is something that I wanted to do from the beginning. Uh, I didn't. I never set it up for the DLC podcast because those aren't really made for. Those are more to get to know the DLC members. But for these shows, a lot of times we're going to be talking about videos or games or reviews or, you know, Twitch shit. So that that's why this media view is important. So a lot of tonight was just kind of figuring out how that was going to work. And so far, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm definitely open to feedback. If the if the browser area is too small, you're having trouble reading the text or. If there's any volume issues or whatever, please give me all the feedback. You can drop it in the Discord or in Twitch chat. Discord would probably be better. Uh, I, that way, it it will persist. If you do, if you put it in Twitch chat, then I got to go watch the VOD to try and figure it out. So please get join the Discord if you're not in there already. Uh, give us feedback. Uh, I really want to continue to improve this. I want it to be a community driven effort. I want to be able to bring you guys content because this is shit. Honestly, this is shit that we talk about all the time behind the scenes. Like I talked to James and Mashif and, you know, a few other people about industry stuff, about games, about music, all that stuff. And we just wanted to bring it to the community and kind of all share in this experience of like consuming media. So that's that's kind of the goal of this podcast is uh, to get hype about shit. So I'll be back in a few minutes, and then maybe we'll uh, we'll experiment with a, a two-person overlay. Unless someone else out there wants to join the podcast, uh, I know Apple's was here a minute ago. We could have a, an exclusive guest. Uh, anyone else who has a, a webcam and a microphone who isn't shy, if you want to join the podcast and chat with us, if you got some news or games or a stream you want to promote or anything like that. Uh, we're definitely down to, to have more guests. So we'll be back in a minute. You're so broken. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So. Split into quarters. We got to decide. Do we want to just stick with the four box format regardless of people? And I'll just have like different uh, captures for that. Or I might want, if it's just us two, I might want a larger layout. But for now, what I can do is I can do this. Duplicate. There's only going to be me and you, or me and a guest, so I'm going to get rid of guest two. Uh, uh, well, you see, the next game we had on our list was, uh, something. But while Jimmy's doing that, I'm going to continue to talk about Switch Hyper Sentinel. No, it's pretty interesting. How do I open this? Right click it, open the link. No, it's 2D. It's what's it called? It reminds me of. What was that game I played many, many years ago? Yes, it reminds me of RuneScape. That's it. No. No, no, but. But yeah, it's interesting. I've seen a lot of other, other titles similar to this, but they haven't been able to capture that same feel. This one looks a lot more fun, a lot more action. Not sure about the heavy dubstep, though. I feel like that would get kind of annoying. Uh, I mean, yeah, the heavy dubstep would probably get pretty annoying after hearing it for so long. Depending on how much tracks they actually have, they might have a lot. But if it's like the same one looping for hours on end, 
things get boring. One would begin to feel dead inside. And then we can bring up the, the game I'm interested in coming out this Friday. Oh yeah, what's that? It is Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr. Alright. There we go. It's actually leaving early access as well. Yeah, this view we might need to change. And Ninja, we're using Zoom. Yeah, we're using Zoom, so if you have Zoom, we can pull you in. It'll actually be good to test transitioning from two to three people, because I have two separate scene collections. So now that it's set up properly, we should be able to transition from one to the other without too much uh, difficulty. I wonder... Ah, I'll mess with it later. And yeah, this overlay I'm going to have to make a couple versions of with, with not so many boxes. Uh, but for now, this is working. It's good enough. Uh, I guess I could move us up. I kind of like having us centered, though. We'll just fill the other screens with... Oh, buckets. Buckets. We'll just put some gifts in there or something in the future. Cool. All right, let's uh, go to our list here. Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor. See, I've never played any of the Warhammer games. You should. They're really I, good. Well, I, some of them are. The main, I'll tell you why. The first For time I tried, oh shit, years, that's playing. Hold on. The Emperor's Inquisitor. Oh, don't worry. Just some, you know, super heavy atmosphere about what the Inquisitors are. Well, no, I wanna. I don't want to miss it. I was. I was gonna rant for a second. So the first time I uh, I ever opened a Warhammer game, I was younger, and I had zero, and I mean zero, interest in anything turn-based. Mm -hmm. And so I loaded up a Warhammer game. And first of all, like it introduced me to this whole tutorial about building my army, which felt extremely tedious. Mm -hmm. And then once I built my army and I got into the game, and I didn't realize it was turn-based until I got into the game. And then we were on like these little grid. We were on like this octagonal grid layout or whatever. I'm not sure. Is that am I thinking of the right game? You are. Yeah. So I spent all this time building my army, thinking, okay, this is going to be awesome. And then it's like, oh, it's your turn. Choose what you want to do. And I was like, fuck this. And I never played it again. But yeah, it's because it, it is based off the uh, wow. the board game, which is turn-based because it's, it's a board game. Right. I know. But I didn't know that. I, was, I, I wasn't familiar with that world at all. And mm. so it was marketed to me as this uh, – I think it was even marketed as an RTS or like a strategy game kind of. And, yeah, uh, and so I loaded it up, thinking I was about to play this really kick-ass version of Warcraft, and <laughs> and then it was like, oh, yeah, Warcraft, but hardcore. Spend spend an hour building your army. Oh, and now wait your turn to do anything. And I was just mm -hmm. like, uh, I'm good. And I and I just never played any of those games again. <laughs> okay, well, lucky for you, Warhammer Forty Thousand Inquisitor. It's not turn-based i would say it's a it's more of a third person isometric rpg okay because essentially games workshop they they own the warhammer 40k franchise yeah and they essentially said to everyone if you want to make a game using our ip go ahead you can do whatever you want wow 
though there's actually all sorts of Warhammer games out there. Some that are turn-based. Yeah, I know. I mean, I obviously there are Warhammer games that aren't turn-based. Uh, one that I was always interested in and I never played was Space Marine. That game always looked like it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like the, Isn't that like a third-person kind of shoot em up I think it is. Because I anyway. know the most recent one I saw was uh, Space Hulk. Space Hulk. That is that also Warhammer? Yes. Really? Yep. Okay. W- uh, Warhammer has so much into it that you could be playing a Warhammer game and, and not, not even, even notice. <laughs> because there's just so much. For example, this one. This one is all about the Inquisitors and what they were. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just saw a comment. Oh, fuck. They probably left. Avail... <laughs> Avail one, if you're still here, I would like to answer your question. I just saw it. I didn't realize when I came back from break that you had asked that question. So if you're here, please raise your hand, say something, uh, and I would be glad to answer that question for you. Uh, otherwise, Ninja Breadmon, um, in order for me to add you to the uh, contact list on Zoom, I need the email address that you used for your Zoom account so that I can uh, send you an invite. So if you want to DM me that, uh, I can add you, and then I'll and then I can add you to the call after that. So I need your email address. Then you have to accept the email. Then I can add you to the call from the contacts list. I don't like using the uh, Zoom ID because I'm trying to build a contact list in Zoom of people that I want to add to the show easier. Otherwise, you have to use the Zoom, that, that call ID every time, and it's a pain in the ass. So if you're in the contacts list, it makes it really easy. Um, anyway, uh, enter the chaos-infested Cali- Caligari. Did I say that right? Caligari? Yes. Sector and purge the unclean with the most powerful agents of the Imperium of Man. Warhammer mm-hmm. 40,000 Inquisitor martyr wait is that the full time oh shit warhammer 40,000 colon inquisitor dash martyr yes (laughs) it's a pretty Uh, long title uh, that's like like judgment apocalypse survival simulation stupid is a grim action rpg okay so it's action rpg so it's not turn-based that's good not turn-based uh Featuring multiple classes of the Inquisition who will carry out the Emperor's will in the darkest reaches of the... I wonder why it's cut off. It always cuts off those descriptions because they make them too long. It might have the same description down here somewhere. Um, Sent on Discord. Cool. All right. I'm going to go ahead and send you that invite. The invite should come through your email. I think it might come through the app too. I'm not sure. It might just be, like, Deep Space or something, knowing Warhammer. Hold on, let me go ahead and... Alright, I have added... I sent you a request to add you as a contact. So as soon as you get that... So let's watch the trailer, and then after the trailer, um, Ninja Breadmon, if you want to join the call, we'll add you in. And that'll be a good test of our transition from two to three people on the podcast and then if Mashif comes back then we can work on uh, making a uh, one more scene group with four so all right uh we're getting it done tonight we're we're building a a podcast (laughs) all right here we go for ten thousand years the emperor's inquisition have fought a secret war to defend humanity 
We keep vigil in the darkness. We hunt among the shadows. We pass judgment upon the mutant. That's some the crazy good CGI. Yep. We purge the world of the They got a lot of source material to work with. They know how to make it look we good. Our inquisitors. We shall fear nothing. For we are what you fear. Alright, the trailer was definitely badass. Mm hmm. Looks like it's coming out on all your favorite platforms. Is there a gameplay? Uh, is there are any of these gameplay? If you choose the the fifth video, that one is gameplay. Yeah, it looked like this one was gameplay. <laughs> Questionable ginger, early access. Yeah, except they they advertise it as they they put the big disclaimer. Look, this is only early access is for people who are willing to try an incomplete and unpolished game to help with feedback. If you're looking for a complete experience, just wait for the release. You won't get an advantage for buying early. See ya. So they were smart, but they were just like, we. if you're buying into it, give us feedback. That's why we're in early access. So yeah, this is straight action RPG. That's pretty cool. Um... I feel like there aren't enough, like, action RPG, futuristic, sci-fi... Like, I'd love to have a Diablo 3 that's, like, just all sci-fi. Mm -hmm. That would so, be awesome. So, I mean, this kind of gives me that feel a bit. No, Ginger, there are no loot crates. <laughs> that's probably Mashif. Oh, yeah, it could be. But, yeah, it is, it is mostly a single-player with online co-op. And I think, like, co-op over land, maybe? Doesn't say local co-op. How you know my type style? Because I don't think Questionable Ginger gives that much of a shit whether or not the game has boot crates. I think that's a machine thing to say. Oh, yeah. I should I should have noticed that, too. But, yeah, I, I like this one because a lot of the Warhammer games are really centered about how, like, you are basically like small compared to everything else and as such you're expendable but the inquisitors are like these top tier elites that they go in like alone to entire planets to basically exterminate like the xenos plague and stuff purge the heretics good stuff man now you got me interested in this game hi i'm jimmy alvio and i remember my boyfriend's type style that love you me. I need to play more warhammer vermintide Damn, this is going to be $50. Oh, yeah, we, we should. We should play some Vermintide. We should do it tomorrow. You going to be around Thursday, Thursday? Sure. <sighs> yeah, I think I think I would like to play more co-op on Thursday, Thursday. Um, I love uh, I love being competitive and talking shit. Wienertide. Wienertide. <laughs> Did you mean to type Wienertide? She has... Hundreds of ducats. <laughs> nice. You get to spend all of Bella's ducats, you asshole. I mean, fifty bucks is pretty steep. I'll, I'll be interested to see what the reviews say about. Oh, there are reviews. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no good. It wasn't early access, so people have given their opinions already. I guess my biggest concern with any action RPG, my biggest concern is the late game. Yeah. Uh, how they handle because a lot of games like. 
generally with action RPGs, I want some kind of replayability. Uh, when it first launched, you could snag it for like 15 to 20. Hey, welcome, Robinson Me. I uh, don't recognize your name. You must be new here, so welcome. Uh, thanks for uh, chiming in and chat. Uh, when it first launched, you could snag it for 15 to 20. See, I should have... I didn't know. James didn't tell me. I blame James for this. I'll see, but would you have trusted me to, to tell you to buy an early access game? I really like action RPGs, and I'm not as opposed to early access as uh, Mashif is. I own quite a few early access games, actually. $15 is the sweet spot for a video game. I agree. That's like that's like a fancy lunch, right? Yes. Like I could I could go to Chipotle and spend almost $15 for lunch. <laughs> if you get the guacamole, it's like 3 bucks extra and then you get the chips and a drink like Fuck no, I'm not a video game <laughs> angel investor. <laughs> he really doesn't like early access. <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. Um, let's see. All right. So let's go ahead. I, get, I think we're adding Ninja Breadmon to the call. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, I'm going to stay. Actually, what is the best way? So I think it, I think probably to put up the BRB screen so that you guys don't see the ugly transition. So I'm going to I'll be right back. We're going to add Ninja Breadmon to the call. Oh, my labels are backwards. Damn it, you moved. So, James, what we're probably going to have to do is uh, I think we're going to have to make sure, James, that you're always the first one to join the call since you're the co-host so that you're always in the top right. And, uh, And then that way whoever joins after us will pop into the slots below us. Because I don't want to have to keep moving your fucking label. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ninja, are you there? Can or do you have? Can you yeah. say words? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. Okay. Uh, so let me fix the labels real quick. My webcam's working better this time. Well, yeah. Zoom, Zoom honestly works much better, even with older like microphones and cameras and stuff. That's one of the reasons we got Zoom. Uh, it seems to do better with low bandwidth, shitty cameras. Overall, it's just a better piece of software, honestly. So, uh, I've been really happy with it so far. Plug, plug for Zoom. Good job on yes. your software. I've had zero drops. Uh, pretty stable. You can't even see the artifacting that usually happens on my webcam in OBS. Yeah, no, it's it's a solid piece of software. That one, or that one. It's weird because the cropping. Oh, you know what? It's cause, okay. You guys are switched, so yeah, I have to swap your cropping too. But okay, so James, you're always gonna be guest one. I've Yay. I'm declaring it now. You will always be guest one. And ninja ah, bread mom. This is this is a heatron from Magic the Gathering. Oh, let me see. Oh, okay. I was like, I, I feel like I recognize oh, it, but I can't quite place it. Hold on. I was, oh. I was like, it's not Mass Effect. It's oh, not, it's not no. Dead Space. Where have I seen it? Can I grab it? It's actually like three feet, I think. 
Yeah, it's like... Where are the other six? Six? Well, I only got one from the store. Hey, you, you need seven. <coughs> well, let me bring up... I forget Can't why. do shit with one. Yeah, exactly. Um, you gotta have one in your hand, one in the <laughs> graveyard, one in the... Thought... No, that's four. Oh, it's four? For that oh. game. For that one. Uh, one in exile, one in graveyard, one in hand, one in library. There you go, yep. Um, the Hedrons, was it seven to lock in a Titan? I think so. I know in the in the lore, that was like the only weapon they had against the Eldrazi. And that's as much as my magic lore goes. I didn't really like Battle for Zendikar as the cards, so I didn't get too far into it. Oops. But if you still know anything about magic, this card's stupid. Pretty much it gets rid of the legendary roll. And clones your legendary creature. Fucking nerds. I never got into magic, so I'm mostly just jealous. It's an expensive hobby. It seems like one. Oh yeah, oh, so God. James talked for a couple minutes. Is that Exodia's little toe? No, not quite. Speaking of, my friend Sasha was telling me all about how, what's it called? They're bringing back Fate Grand Order as the, the card game. Wait, was it Fate Grand Order? No, no, no. It was something Vanguard. They're bringing that back as the as the card game. And how him and his brother are getting back into it. But it's going to be extremely expensive. Wait, they got rid of Vanguard card game? Or no, card no. Fight? It's because they're basically reintroducing something. Because they... People aren't playing like standard they only want to play like one version of it oh and like the whole thing that they're doing is they're going to reintroduce like the expansions with like new cards and stuff and part of why it's going to be expensive is that like the the classes they want to play aren't coming till later and it's also class based so kind of like hearthstone in that if you want to play like one class you can only use cards from that class, so you could buy packs and not even like get those cards. Yeah, one of my friends tried to get me into it, and I was just like, no, because I could open a pack and get nothing I need. And mm -hmm. open another, get nothing, open another, get nothing, open another. Yep. The, thing, the thing I kind of enjoy about Magic is, I open a pack, there's at least going to be three cards that are in the color, or colors, that I'm going to use. Yes. And then... You don't even need to net deck. You can just play with whatever when you're with friends. Yeah. So that looks pretty good. Ascension. I think. CCG. Thank you guys for talking while I figured that out. Uh, let's try the media view. Media view looks good as well. Cool. So, so yeah, I think, James, the only thing we have to make sure we do is that uh, you join first. All right. And then the guests, I can, you know, change the name labels or whatever. But uh, it's just going to be easier if you and I are here first and then we add in the other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Ninja Breadmon and James are both mods of mine. They've been around the stream since, almost since the beginning, honestly. There's only a few people I can think of that have been around longer. Uh I've been around since the Minion Master days. Since the dawn of time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 
I'm glad they're here as guests. They they were actually both of you guys were on the uh, the the one other time that I, we did a a podcast test. Shady hobos, dude. Shady. We we do need to test a four people uh, overlay. So unless Mashif comes back, you might have to come in here. Having a lady lady Navia around, you know, sometimes makes makes it hard to concentrate. Oh. <laughs> Got a couple of distractions there, Jimmy. <laughs> a couple of distractions, I guess. Yeah, you could call it that. Uh, Shady, get in here. We need a fourth person. We have not been able to test the four-person stream yet. Can't right oh, now. I'm playing like Minecraft, Minecraft with my girlfriend. Wait a minute. See, so, at first I believed you had a girlfriend, but that sentence right there, <laughs> it's making me question it. Tell Lady Shady Hobos she can be on the call, too. It's fine. Yeah, Lady what Shady. That? What was that background voice? I, I like Lady Hobos more, though. Uh, <laughs> Lady Navio really likes the name Lady Shady. I, I think <laughs> she wants to be friends with your uh, with your girlfriend. Yeah, I could like hear it from like distantly in the background. I was like, wait, what? She's like, oh my gosh, Lady Shady. <laughs> no, she doesn't sound like a valley girl, I promise. That's just my <laughs> terrible impersonation of a female. I'm sorry. Lady see, questionable ginger says Lady Hobos is good. She prefers Lady Hobos. I like Lady Shady. It rhymes. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy for the next game, it's it's something I know oh, you're yeah. interested in. We should in. probably get back to what we were actually fucking talking about. Uh hold on, let me pull up the list again here. Uh oh yes. So this one, yeah, we I am this is one I am personally very excited about. I need to turn off the crop because it keeps cropping the videos and I don't want to crop the videos. Hold on one second. Let me fix the browser. I mostly crop the address bar so I don't accidentally like pull up Pornhub or something, but I'm not I use the separate browser, so I should be safe. Uh Wizard of Legend. This game is definitely uh for those of you I'm bleeding making me the victor crop that top girl crop that top girl you know it thanks for the biddies um so wizard of legend has all the things that i love wizard of legend is a no nonsense action packed take on wizardry that emphasizes precise movements and smart comboing of spells in a rogue like dungeon crawler that features over a hundred unique spells and relics. So, all all of those words excite me greatly. I uh, I love spell casting. I love precise movements. I love dodging and fighting. You know, I roguelikes. I mean, the only thing that I'm upset about is that as far as I've the research I've done, it does not have online co-op. I don't know why the fuck no one can make a procedurally generated online co-op roguelike game. They're all local co-op, and that fucking it drives me crazy. I want nothing more than to play. You know, I'd probably play Enter the Gungeon twice as much. I'd probably play Swords of Ditto twice as much, and Wizards of Le- Wizard of Legend twice as much. If these games had online co-op, I would play the shit out of them. You like, know, Jimmy. You, the simplest answer is usually the correct one, and in this case, it's probably because 
they don't want to mess around with netcode. Yeah, that's always the answer because netcode is hard. So hire one fucking employee to write some damn netcode and make four times as much money. Because I guarantee you, the best example... I'm going to pull it up right now. See, I, Hi, I'm, I'm Jimmy Nalvio. Rouge likes get my wee-wee heart. Boy-yowing, yowing, boy-yowing, yowing. Boy-yowing, boy-yowing. So the number one example of this, a game that has never gotten as much traction as it should, and I brought this up before, I've talked about it numerous times, because it's a perfect example of exactly what I'm talking about, is the game Crawl. Crawl is such an awesome fucking game. I love the presentation, I love the music, I love the concept, it's unique, it's beautiful, the animations are great, it's, you know, it's pixel art, but it's done well, similar to Dead Cells. And the, the concept is that there's one good guy and everyone else is a bad guy. I've played at Couch Co-op with friends and coworkers, and we had a blast every single time. If this game had online multiplayer, it'd be killing the game right now. It's such a fun game. If you've got a group of friends that you can actually sit on a couch and play games with, you should buy this game and you should play it. It's fantastic. But it doesn't have online multiplayer. So I, it's the single player's... I mean, it's fun, but... It's not. It's 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 like it's Could it's a perfect better. it's a perfect game for online multiplayer. It's like the perfect candidate for a fun online multiplayer experience. But I can't play it with people online, and it drives me crazy. So here, let's watch, let me show you the trailer for this game because I love this game, and then we'll go back to Wizard of Legend. But I just I have to prove a point. I love this game. Yeah, the animation is really good. Delirious. You become the beasts. You bear the horns and flash the teeth. You breathe the flames and throw the blades. You raise the dead and slice and hack against that pallid human meat. Be the haunter in the dark, the spectral lurker in the halls. Bring those decaying catacombs to life and break the so-called hero with traps and claws and spells just as you were broken. But the void is awash with phantoms. Some may have even been companions in another life. And when you got the human taking over in his place, you face a raging, shattering, palpating torrent of beasts where every rat and rotting ghoul, every trap and snake and beat abomination is driven by those tricky specters of the void. Build an arsenal from magics to enchanted flaming blades and carve a bloody trench to... I didn't realize how long this trailer was. It's like a three-minute trailer. And yeah. 
I did not expect it to go on this long. I mean, I, I think you, you get the idea. And there's big ass bosses. So the cool thing about the bosses is each one of you control a different. So like the three headed dragon, each ghost controls a head. Like, it, like everything about the game is so well designed and so well thought out. And they couldn't hire one fucker to sit in the corner and write some net code. Like, mm-hmm. it, uh, it just drives me crazy. Yeah, I, they, they miss out, really. I do They're, have to say, I really like the narrator's voice. No, I, oh, yeah. no everything was, about awesome. it, the sound quality, the voice acting, the animation, the the progression. Like, another thing about it, so, like, you create you create a profile, and the more you play it, you unlock more monsters and stuff. So even if you're not, like, even if you don't win, you still, like, level up your your profile so that you have access to more monsters and abilities and stuff. Like... It's such a well-designed game, and it just, like, like exactly what Shady said. He said, me and my buddies played it, and we were all going to buy it, but no multiplayer sucks. Like, that's exactly what happened with me. I had a group of friends over. I, had, I, I hooked up my laptop to my big screen. We sat in my living room, and we played it for a couple hours and had a blast. And they're like, oh, yeah, we should play this, like, sometime online. And then, yeah, the, you can fucking, we can't. Yep. So yeah. that's end of sad. that's end of rant, and that's the same thing for almost all multiplayer roguelike games. Like Enter the Gungeon, I Mashif like I've had this conversation with Mashif so many times. He's like, I've been playing Enter the Gungeon, I want to play it with you, but you live an hour and a half away, so like <laughs> we just never get to play that game together unless we have another marathon stream or something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. wait, can you play Enter the Gungeon with two people? Yeah, it has Locally. co-op. I never but knew that. It only has local co-op though. There's no online co-op. So it's another perfect example. There's hundreds of games out there that you can you can't like they have local co-op, you can't play them online. Sucks. Yeah. And it's funny too cuz I know there are some games where they have multiplayer, but what they really needed was local co-op. Right. Yeah. It's like people don't know their audience. It's, it drives me crazy. Like, I love couch co-op. Don't get me wrong. Like, I grew up, obviously, you know, playing GoldenEye and Mario Party and all that shit. There's definitely a place for couch There's definitely a place for couch co-op. But, but in the world we live in and the technology that we have, there's, there's libraries out there for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they yep. have to reinvent the wheel. Download yeah, a fucking there's... Java library or a Python library or C plus plus library that does the network communication for you. Make whatever connections you need to make to your code, and add some fucking online multiplayer. It's really not that hard, and it drives me crazy because there's so many games I'd love to play with friends that I can't because there's no there's no online co op. Not to mention, yeah. there, there's third party companies that their sole purpose is give us your code and then we'll do stuff. For right, you. just they, just outsource that part. Like yeah, if that's they, a big issue. Make, that's what pay that's someone that does it as a specialty. Right, and then at least you'll get it done right. That's why the oh. excuse that netcode is hard just doesn't. I don't buy it. I, it's just pure laziness. Like, oh, netcode is hard. You know, you just don't want to shell out like a couple thousand dollars to pay for you know a third party to add some netcode to your game. Where, but the return on investment, I guarantee you they'd probably quadruple their profits if they added netcode to this game. Yeah, because especially when a game has that online multiplayer, they sell four packs 
at a discount. Exactly. And people are more willing to be like, oh, it's online and I can buy a four pack for the price of three copies. Sure, I'll buy that. I have friends I can give it to. So mark my words right now. You guys can hold me to this 100%. If Crawl adds, if Crawl or Wizard of Legend or Enter the Gungeon or any of these fucking local co-op, roguelike co-op games, any of, the, any of these local co-op only games, if any of them add online multiplayer... I will buy a four pack and give it away on stream. The second any of the so any one of these games, it doesn't matter. I'll buy two four packs. I'll give eight copies of this shit away. The second they add it, I will I will money talks. I will I will vote with my wallet. So the second that crawl adds online multiplayer, I will buy eight copies of this game and I will give them away on my stream. Period. No joke. Like they're they're absolutely missing out on the true potential of their game. Wizard um, of, Wizard of Legend is going to have the same exact problem. I want to play this game with you guys so bad. Imagine the four like four of us on Thirsty Thursday just fucking like casting spells and just going ham. Like why do you think Magicka was so damn successful? Because it had online co-op. It's just a fun little like spell building rpg it's not even that complex of a game it had humor and it had online mm-hmm. co-op and that's why that game was successful it do you, if if magica only had local co-op do you think it would it would have had nearly the amount of success that it's had oh absolutely I, not absolutely not um i forgot what i was gonna say now oh what happened with the um kind of on the same line what happened with uh, Stardew Valley? Because at first, like the creator was like, "Oh, I'm gonna add a multiplayer." Then he changed his mind. Oh, I'm not going to. And now, just this past week, they unlocked, like they did a beta for the multiplayer. multiplayer. Like how how could we get our voice out there to be like, "Hey guys, your game is great, but we like I live on the East Coast, you live on the West Coast." So it's like, we want to play together. I mean, it's more interesting with Stardew Valley because it didn't have local co-op either. And then the first instance of multiplayer came out because someone modded it. Right. And then they were like, oh, there's this whole like group of people that are really interested in playing Stardew multiplayer. Now I guess we'll do it. And maybe that's what it takes. Maybe we just need to start like a fucking... Maybe we I, like. Maybe we just need to become vigilantes and just build our own team of adding online multiplayer to all of these awesome games, so that they get the fucking picture. Because I also wonder how often they don't add the the multiplayer online because they just the systems they put in place just won't allow it. Because I know they are billions when that one when that game was hot and like everyone was playing it. One of the big things that came out was people were like, "Oh yeah, like." online multiplayer would be great to like play with someone else and they're like yeah we talked about it but our engine literally doesn't work for multiplayer so we can't so refactor your code and figure it out i don't know as a programmer i have a really hard time buying a lot of their excuses yeah because someone that does it you you got it where, where where there's a will there's a way and I I just I know I know how network communication works and I know it's complicated but it's not impossible 
And a lot of it just comes down to they don't want to because they're already making money, you know. But I, I feel like they're really missing out on a, a much larger opportunity. Yeah, because if I could play with somebody, like that game on its own, they are billions, would be too hard for me to try to, like, learn. And personally, I don't want to take the time to learn it. But if I have a friend who's like, okay, I'm going to just build a little here and there just so we don't fully die here you can learn on your own that'd be more fun for me yeah, or like, i might even play it on my own yeah or like you build whatever you want i'll control the army and make sure like our borders are good oh yeah like if it's like real-time strategy i suck at those so like i wouldn't mind doing all the building part that's that's the fun part for me in real-time strategy the army part oh my god i hate that right so it'd be like It'd kind of be cheating, I guess, but, but just not, make it a little bit more difficult for two players. It's not cheating. I, I no, I agree with you. Like the, uh, that's how. Like honestly, back in the day, that's how I introduced a lot of people to like. Hi, I'm Jimmy Alvio. Let me see your micro. <laughs> Let me see your micro. It's funny you say that because what I was about to say is actually in line with that. So. A good example of that for me in my personal life, there's two games that come to mind. I've been gaming since, like, games were, PC gaming was a thing. Uh, Warcraft 1 and 2, the original Diablo, StarCraft, all those games. So, like, when I, I started playing those games before a lot of my friends did, and, like, I would try and convince them to play them with me, but they didn't... They, like, either didn't understand them, like, the learning curve. They never played an RTS before. They're like, oh, this isn't Street Fighter. Like, <laughs> like they're just, you know, if you've never played an RTS on a computer before, it's a pretty steep learning curve, right? So, like, a lot of times it would be me, uh, you know, doing a multiplayer game with them. And maybe I would do one or two 1v1 games where I don't attack them. And I literally just coach them for, like, 20 minutes. Okay, now build... You know, now build a supply depot. Okay, make sure you don't forget to build another SCV. You know, like, I, I was literally, like, helping them through the process of learning how to play the game. Same with Diablo. Like, oh, yeah, okay. He's like, oh, I found the sword. Oh, is it better than the one you have? I don't know. Well, open your inventory. How do I do that? Oh, press I. You know, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. literally teaching them how to play the game. But it's because we were playing online multiplayer. I mean, at the time it wasn't online. It was like local network or mm-hmm. dial-up or whatever. But but I was able to host a game where they could join and we could take our time kind of getting them over that hump, that learning curve, right? So I totally get what you're saying, Ninja Breadmon. Like with a game like that, it, for a lot of people who are intimidated by it, because that game is intimidating. Like I have it. I've played it. And the whole, like, timer, the whole time of that game where all of a sudden, like, by day whatever, like, you just get nailed by, like, a fat fucking horn. Hi, I'm Jimmy Alvio. Welcome to Six Pool Rush <laughs> Six with Pool Jimmy Rush. <laughs> Sorry, there's pop-ups. He's distracting me. Uh, like, I, I could totally see that argument, what you're saying, Ninja Breadmon, where, like, someone who's new to the game who's, like, you know, intimidated by the fact that it day... 60 or whatever they're just gonna get fucking you know wrecked by zombies yeah like they might want to have a friend kind of you know build the walls and turrets for them so that they can learn the mechanics of the game or whatever and, yeah and um, 
Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying there's a lot of value in that, in, in, in just like being able to. And that's one of the things that I've done with Darwin Project or I've tried to. Like a lot of people who like may not, it's kind of new to them. They either haven't played a battle royale or Darwin Project is very different because they have the whole crafting wheel. They have like the whole farming aspect. I'm mm-hmm. able to, you know, boot up a private server. That's one thing that they were very, very smart about is adding private servers early on. Because I can boot up a private server with like, you know, me and James can just go on a private server and, you know, fuck around with different like loadouts or be like, oh, did you know, like, check this out. You can go over here and do this or like, you know, just that type of stuff, that natural learning that friends do between each other is, I think, really important to the to the the health of a game. And when you when you don't have those options available where like. You know, like Minion Masters is a good example too. They have private games. Like I can just do a one v one. Like I can set up a private match, so I don't have to worry about losing rank or whatever. Like yeah. I think those little details are really important. And if you don't provide that environment, like all these roguelikes, you're pretty much blind unless you're going to go look up a wiki, like, and and figure out how all the mechanics and systems work because usually the tutorials are not very good the whole point of roguelikes is like figure it out for yourself but some people are a lot of people they that's 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 really intimidating for a lot of people and they don't know how to they're they're not as resourceful to go google nor wikipedia or you know find a wiki on uh the entire oh okay if you want this item you have to do this and go here and unlock this like like a, a terrible example is uh, Binding of Isaac. There's no possible way you could learn everything in Binding of Isaac without a wiki, unless you yep. play the game for a thousand hours. So for yeah, someone then, new, that's extremely intimidating. But if you had a friend that you could co-op with and they could teach you the items and the mechanics and the meta game, like it, I feel like it'd be a different experience. Yeah, and Binding of Isaac is a great example of that just because like there's a lot of stuff that intuitively, when you play games like that a lot you think in the back of your mind, like, oh, maybe if I do this, it'll unlock something. But for people that don't, and that's maybe, like, their first foray into a roguelike, they'll never see that content that exists. Like, for example, in the, the newest update to Binding of Isaac, they introduced a new character, and then to, to do it, you had to, like, do all this, like, specific stuff just to unlock the character. Right. And not only did you have to do that specific stuff, it also made the game way harder <laughs> as well. Yeah. Just to unlock the newest character, who was actually pretty interesting. And right. I only figured out how to do that because I was watching another streamer, Lovely Momo, who's married to Northern Lion, and he was like, oh, you want to unlock the new character? I already know how to do this. I play Finding Wysik, you know, like 20 hours a day, every day. And he knew how to do it inside and out. And just him explaining like all the steps, I was like, that's not something you just figure out on your own. No, yeah, they intentionally hid shit deep in that game. Because Cobalt Streak and Richard Hammer did like a marathon stream together when that first came out, the expansion or whatever, mm-hmm. to try and unlock everything, and they couldn't figure it out. Like the their their viewers literally had to help them like data farm the game and able to figure out how to fucking unlock because you had to find all of these like pages and like it, it was like a whole other meta game to figure out how to unlock everything so um one thing i was gonna say earlier and i totally forgot about it but like for one reason like um a lot about like time sensitive stuff is really stressful at least to a like somebody like me like uh 
I had bought XCOM 2, like, probably over, like, a year ago or something. Great game. Great game. But it took me forever to get into it because I was too afraid to lose this soldier, too afraid to lose that soldier. I have to get this game perfectly done. And then, like, one night I just got drunk, so drunk that I was like, I, I don't care. I want to play this game. And I got on. And, like, then I started figuring things out and, like, remembering this, remembering that, like, and then finding out later what they don't tell you is that you can stop it or put back the timer of like the whole uh, alien project. I forgot what it's called. And so like by me just kind of not caring, I did learn. But if I had a friend who was like, oh, don't worry about it right now. Like it's going to be tough. It's going to suck balls. You may lose somebody here or there. But later on, the game gets easier. I would have stuck it through when I first bought it. That's funny. So, like, Oh, good, Jeremy. That's a really good point. I suffer from that really, really bad. Uh, it's also known as analysis paralysis. Like, yeah. there's often times in games where I cripple myself because I overthink everything. Like, like you said, you 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 don't want a character to die, or you or you hoard items because you don't know if you're gonna need it. Like you overanalyze the game rather than just saying ah fuck it and just playing it and enjoying it, you t you tend to overthink it. Some games are really good at mitigating that, and others are not. One one for a good example that I can think of for me is like when I first started playing Diablo three, like I was picking up every single item and I was either selling or salvaging it or like oh is this better than what I have? Like every time I like I would I would I would take so long. Every single time I would find something and like eventually it takes so long before you get to the late game and you're like, oh shit, like none of that mattered. Like, like now that I'm level 70, that was all an entire waste of time. Like, mm -hmm. but a lot of times you don't know that until you experience it. Whereas if you, all it took was a friend saying, oh no, fucking don't worry about it. Uh, five levels from now, none of that's going to matter. Just, just grind out the, you know, just keep going. You're like some, like. I wish, so it's that's a hard thing to teach in a game without a friend. You know, like it's it's a hard thing to because the developers don't want to say, "Oh, don't worry about that. Just keep going. It gets better." But like that's the truth of many games. <laughs> like a lot of times it's just like, "Ah, fuck it. Keep going. It gets better. I promise. Don't worry about that. You're spending too much time on that." Like but how do you know that initially without going through that experience yourself? But then sometimes you're like, that was a complete waste of time. Why did I do that? So it's kind of it's a learning it, it feels good, but it doesn't because it's like, oh, you learn that as you go. But I really wish someone would have just told me not to waste five hours analyzing these two swords. Like <laughs> I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then something oh. I was gonna say was and then like in the case of XCOM, sometimes you do get frustrated with a game, and then you just never return to the game. Right. Yeah. So now you just have a sour experience. And not even that. It, it can be a whole genre. Yeah. Like, like we were just talking about the whole Warhammer thing, right? Like, that whole experience that I had with Warhammer when I first experienced it, like, completely turned me off to turn-based games. I've never played, like, Final Fantasy Tactics. I've never played, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, what's that? What's that football game? Uh, uh, Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. 
Like, there's so many turn-based games that I've never played, and I think a lot of it, a lot of it had to do with my first experience with turn-based games when I tried to play a Warhammer game, and it tricked me into the fact, like, I didn't, like, oh, it's a turn-based game, just kidding. And I was like, fuck, like, damn it. <laughs> like, and then I was just like jaded towards turn-based games for so many years. So I missed out on lots of games. Like most of the XCOM games I haven't played. Like the only turn-based games I think that I've actually played through are some JRPGs like Final Fantasy VI and Seven and Eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, it, it really yeah, turned like me off oh, to turn, turn-based games because of the way that it was presented. Also, um, it could have the opposite effect because, like, I like when I was younger, I was always interested in D and D, and like the first few sessions I had of D and D were amazing. So I like I almost went online and was like looking for games where it was turn based, where I could like control just a just a few characters because I hate it when it's like now fifty characters and stuff. Control but fifty characters to... with with twenty active abilities. <laughs> but no, like like just having like um, XCOM actually like really. When I first saw the game, I was like, "This game looks what I, like what I love." And then I had this slump, but now that I'm off that slump, and I know, hey, like I've had, um, I let two of the robots die because I'm like, they're robots, whatever. Um, but I I had to let like one or two guys die because the objective was more important, and like they didn't really have too much on them, but it was just it kind of hurt me. I was like, crap, I had I had to let somebody die. But I got over it and stuff, and it's it's this fun, awesome game. And then I've also found uh, there's a few other games I used to have like that. And then what really turned me on as well was like Divinity: Original Sin, like the first and second one was cool. And that's kind of like turn-based game, but yeah, like I was just trying to get the point across. Ah, the point across that you could either have a really good time and want more. Or it'll just mess you up for every. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's interesting how that initial experience can kind of set the tone moving forward. And I think I, bringing that full circle, I think that's why it's an issue when it comes to games like this. So like, a ri- so for anyone who just showed up, chubby squishy kitty. Hello, by the way, I saw you pop in, but we were in the middle of a of a hot conversation. So I I did see you pop in and say what's up, my brothers. Hello and welcome. We're having a discussion about two things. One, uh, the lack of support for online multiplayer in some of these games. And two, how that can affect your perception of a game. Because a lot of games are much better introduced by a friend. And the experience, the shared experience that you can have with others. And I think, so com- bringing our conversation full, full circle, Wizard, Wizard of Legend, for example... I guarantee you. So I'm I play a lot of roguelikes. I kind of know what to expect. So let's say I play this game for like 5, 10, 20, 100 hours, whatever. I get pretty familiar with it and I'm like, you know, ranting and raving to my friends about it. But they they're not as familiar with roguelikes or, you know, these types of games in general. And one of them buys it, downloads it and plays it and just does not get it, right? Like he just misses whether it whether it's the grinding aspect, whether it's oh I died and I have to start over, like there's a number of things that could throw a person off who's never played a game like this. Whereas if it had online multiplayer 
And he buys it and says, okay, I bought the game. And I said, oh, let's jump into a game together. And, and his first experience is me kind of walking him through and explaining those those mechanics and systems and stuff. He's going to have a much different experience, and it's going to set the tone moving forward as far as what to expect from this type of game. And so I think that's kind of the point. I think we kind of made the point in a roundabout way of like, yeah, like this game is probably going to be really awesome, but there's probably going to be a lot of people who might play it and not on their first, if they, if they're not familiar with roguelites, if they're not familiar with, uh, you know, permadeath and, uh, spell building and, and a lot of the mechanics that this game offers, they might be turned off to it. Whereas if it had an online multiplayer aspect to it, a friend might be able to get them through those hurdles to where they can enjoy the experience. So, yes, my point being hire a fucking company or employee or netcode guru to add some fucking netcode to your game so more people can enjoy it. I was that way with gun game. Mashif says. Which one? Gun game? Yeah, gun game. And that's our that's our discussion on Wizard of Legend. <laughs> no, I still I'm gonna play the shit out of this game, by the way. Regardless oh. of online multiplayer, I'm gonna watch this trailer real quick. Uh I don't I don't wanna talk shit about the game. I don't wanna smash it too hard because I am gonna play it. Uh, I, I mean, I, the single player experience does look very enjoyable, but mm -hmm. I'm really disappointed that I'm going to miss out on the whole multiplayer aspect of it. Unless I, unless I convince some coworkers to come over and play it or some friends or whatever, like Get the, the lady Navio to play it. Maybe. I mean, she's more into puzzle games, so, you know, she's not as much into it is a puzzle and the, and what you're, what you're solving is killing the enemy. The the key word that's probably gonna prevent her from playing with it is this this right here, precise movements and smart Ooh. comboing. Oh. oh yeah, that that's a killer right that's there. A, <laughs> unless unless you've played a lot of like bullet hells and Metroidvanias and uh, top down dungeon crawlers and roguelikes, precise movements are a severe turnoff to a lot of people who are not familiar with like dodging, rolling, attacking, shooting. Yeah, like you like you ever play a bullet hell game with someone that's never played it before, and you're like, you just gotta dodge the things, and they just keep running into it, yeah, just because they're not used to it. No, you that's can sweet. see like like if you play those games enough, you can literally just see the path through the bullets. They give you a path, like it's not mm -hmm. it's not that hard if your mind has been conditioned to see it. But for someone who's never played it, they're like, there's a fucking two million bullets on the screen. How am I supposed to yeah. dodge this? Yeah, no, you don't dodge on... it. You just follow the path. Like they, they look at they look at it macroly. They're like right. bullets are everywhere when really they just need to focus on the area like immediately around them. Right. And then find the path. Well, and the biggest mistake that people make with those games, like you said, it's it's they focus on shooting the enemies rather than focusing on your ship. In true bullet hell games, you're pretty much looking at your ship the whole time. Everything else is in your peripheral. Like you basically, your your main focus is not getting hit. Because mm -hmm. then generally the enemy's not moving anyway. So as right. long as you're just firing exactly. shots in one direction, you're gonna hit them. You're gonna hit them eventually. Just not don't don't let the bullets hit you. Um, one thing kind of changing the subject back.
One thing I hate about some games that go multiplayer is that... Is I don't that... know if you guys have the stream up, but that gif was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that... <laughs> oh my god. That's a, that's a sight to behold right there. Okay, sorry. Ninja Breadmon, continue. Hold on. Okay, it went away. Um, I was distracted. <laughs> uh, some things I hate about, uh, like, multiplayer games, and um, I heard James say something ah! about the game, but, like, Destiny 2, you can't play that game alone. It's, you go, you go and you do, like, if, you, if you've ever tried to do a uh, public event on your own, you're screwed. Even if you have the max stuff. Um, yeah. I remember hearing, like, Destiny 1, if, if you were skilled enough, you could run through one of the dungeons solo, or with, like, two or three people. No, you have to have all six people, because... The puzzles need six people to solve. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, for me, who's kind of antisocial and everything, and who doesn't want to talk to people too, too much, or I'll only have like two or three friends that I really enjoy playing with, I can't do those dungeons. I can't have fun with that. Like, I did find a group for a while, but it's just like, it's been so long, I, don't, I can't go back and talk to them and stuff. So that's... Yeah, or maybe they've moved on too. Right. Yeah. Like, so, that, that's an ahead. interesting argument because it's kind of the opposite problem, right? So we were talking about games that don't have online multiplayer that should. And the, the experience is diminished because of it. And now we have what you're talking about is Destiny 2. It's almost forced online multiplayer when a lot of people would prefer to have an experience on their own. So like I and it goes back to what I was saying, a lot of people don't know their audience. Like I I really wish I agree. I I I really like the graphics, I like the gunplay, I like a lot of stuff about Destiny 2. I wish it had a single player that was actually a single player. But once you pass the single player parts of the game and the game and the world opens up, unless you're unless you're willing to just like cooperate with a bunch of strangers, you're gonna have a hard time playing the late game. It's kind it kind yeah. of it's like oh yeah, there, here's all these cool missions. I've played through most of the single player. By myself, and yeah, I got to the point where the world opened up, and it's like, okay, now you got to do this thing. But like you said, unless you you either have a group of friends that you can do it with, or you got to team up with, you know, you got to queue up with a bunch of fucking randos, and it's so it kind of it, the the multiplayer is kind of heavy handed. But but they they try and slowly trick you into it, right? Because most of the the early missions in the game you can do a hundred percent by yourself. Yeah, and it's just, like, for me, like, I I stopped playing it for a while. Uh, the new expansion's out, so I might try that for a little bit. But, like, I just stopped playing it because it's like, like, okay, um, what mainly, uh, one reason was because I felt st- so stressed out doing the raids because it's like you have to do this at this point and that point. Even if you have max level gear, like, you could poke your head out at the wrong time in one shot. Like, it didn't even feel like gear numbers did anything. Right. And it's like, okay, either, like, 
base the difficulty on how many people are are around or let your gear actually mean something and it's just like and I kind of wish you could like um uh, what's it called um kind of like what WoW had like dungeon finder yeah like have a raid finder where it's like one person um is like okay I know how to do the raid and then five others that are like, we, we're definitely going to listen. I'm Just a little left before bed. I'll be um, back they later, only have that for the... Uh, much hearts, Mr. Bucket. The three-man oh, squad okay. thing. Yeah. And I'll let you do your thing for the subscriber. <laughs> Alright, I don't really have a proper full view for this. It's It's darkness. Maybe I should add a background to this. Hold on, let me add a background to this, and then I'll sing to you. Uh, no, but I, I 100% see what you're saying, Ninja Breadmon. Uh, I don't want to, uh, hold on. Here it is, background. Ah. Ah. All right. Mr. Sin. Sinziek. I'll just call you Sin. Three months in a row. Holy shit. Thank you so much. We're uh, experimenting with the whole podcast thing tonight. We've been kind of mostly just kind of setting it up and feeling it out and discussing things tonight. Um, but thank you so much for the sub. I'm going to sing you your song before you head off to bed. You want those sweet ukulele tunes, so they are yours. I'm going to pause the music for a moment. I tuned this last night. Hopefully it's still somewhat in tune. Yeah, cough up my pack of lung real quick. Much hearts, Mr. Bucket. Like one of these one of these strings is way out of tune. Bear with me. Go. That's better. Thanks for subbing to me. Oh, thanks for subbing to me. Thanks for subbing to me. Thanks for subbing. Sinziac, thanks for subbing to me. And I hope you sleep well. And have lots of dreams about giant boobies or wieners, whatever you're into. I won't judge you. All right. Thank you so much. Three months in a row. I appreciate that. So let's watch this trailer. Now that we've ranted about online multiplayer for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still really excited about this game. I'm just bummed that I can't play it online with my friends. But it's going to be good. I'm going to play it. I'm actually waiting for an email from them. I might be able to get an early copy of the game. I'm on the list. I'm just waiting for a response. So... Yeah, maybe I should hit them up. 
Yeah, you should, Mr. YouTube channel. Tell him you want two keys. So <laughs> we got like a, pod- do a small giveaway. We got a podcast and we got a YouTube channel and a and a Twitch stream channel. We need two or three keys. Uh send those ASAP. All right, let's watch this trailer. I'm so ready for this game. But see, to make the point one more time, half of that half of that trailer was co-op. And yeah. was, it fucking makes me so mad that I can't just queue up a game with James 28 right now and play this game. Yep. Like, ugh, so frustrating. Ow. Add some online co-op so I don't have to be mad at you. Still going to play your game, but I'm going to be mad the whole time I do it. <sighs> Well, since you're going to buy it, just leave a review. Say, hey, like, it'd be also awesome if... Steam needs a, Steam needs a thumb sideways option. <laughs> nine yeah. out of... Eight out of ten. Would have been a nine out of ten if it had multiplayer. Because it's either, it's either the blue thumb up or the red thumb down. I want, like, a yellow thumb sideways and be like, Correct. hey, you, your game's almost good, but you need to add some online co-op so I can play but, with my friends. this would take it to an eleven. Yeah, exactly. Most of my friends exist on the internet, and you're preventing me from having fun with him. So, how dare you? Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Steam used to have like a star rating? Did they? I don't know. You might be right. I don't remember. I, I that, don't think they did that. I don't remember what existed before the reviews. Yeah. I mean, for a while they were trying to, they were really trying to take advantage of the Metacritic thing. Um, yeah, but but to Metacritic is the company that you pay some stuff into their pocket and oh, it's so much no, better than you think. No, no, it's like a it's a cumulation type thing where they just aggregate all the other yeah, places. It's aggregated reviews is what Metacritic uh, is. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know why Steam. I mean, Steam still uses Metacritic, but I think they've started emphasizing their internal review system more than the metacritic because before they had their whole like uh review system i think they implemented the whole metacritic thing first so you could go to a channel and you could see oh this game got a 78 on metacritic 
But eventually they built their own review system, but they kind of left the Metacritic thing there. So now there's both. Well, I kind of like that because I've seen some games where it's like Metacritic 60, but then it's like all the reviews are like, yeah, like the graphics are crappy. This may be crappy, crappy, but it's super fun kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think one of the best things they did for their own review system, the built-in Steam review system, one thing that I really appreciate is that they added the... the there's two categories, right? There's all reviews and there's recent reviews. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think that was a really smart move because like you'd look, before there was just one category for reviews and it was an average of all the scores, right? But, like, let's say they come out with a patch and everyone's fucking pissed about it, right? So, yeah. like, the recent reviews gives you... So, this one, you know, very positive, very positive. This game's been around forever. So, like, it, the opinion of the game is probably not going to change much. But, like, for newer games, there's some games where I've gone in here and it says all reviews and it'll say, like, mixed. Or, no, like, it'll say all reviews positive and recent reviews mostly negative. Like, there's obviously something they did pissed off most of the <laughs> player base for that game right like yeah i forgot like what game did it recently but it was like re- like all reviews it was like positive recent reviews and it was like a thousand recent reviews that were all like overwhelmingly negative because they had done did some kind of change oh was it on payday 2 when they added the loot boxes i remember I that I, was like i remember that like the i know the there were a couple where, like because that went, like, the day that, like, they either announced it or something, it went, um, previous reviews or whatever, regular reviews, it was, like, all-time high or whatever. And then recent reviews, it was, like, red. Yeah, that may have been a while back. Right now, they're both oh. sitting at very positive, but... Well, what happened was, um, now it's just skins. But you used oh, to be able okay. to get, like, a skin that would, like, plus five accuracy. Uh plus 10 in the clip or something and it's like so people who pay money will get to have plus 20 accuracy on a gun that like has poor accuracy but now it can one shot everything oh um, yeah it might have been gta 5 oh gta 5 yeah uh what, yeah when what the what was it they basically said it was something with the 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 API that was used to run mods, the open something. Oh, people were getting banned for doing mods and. See, now they're both mixed. I, yeah, because it's evened out. It's been a while, but I think for a while, yeah, it said all reviews and it was like mostly positive or very positive, and then the recent reviews was like negative. So it's evened out now. Yeah, because so I, I think it's a good system. I feel like it's working pretty well. Another one was Maple Story. I know for a while. Uh, Maple Story. The all reviews said like very positive, and the recent reviews were like mixed or negative or something. So like, cause there was like some update on Maple Story that people were really pissed about. So I, I really like that they did that. Case in point, like what I, the point I was trying to make is that like, it's it's a really I think it's a good system, cause like you can kind of okay. So here you go. Here's, a, here's an example right here. The most pop, one of the most popular fucking games on uh, on Steam right now. You've got all reviews mixed and recent reviews mostly negative. 
So, like, a lot of people are really pissed off recently about something PUBG did. I don't know. I haven't been playing it. I don't. I've I've played I played PUBG like one time. I think it was like you, me, and like two others, and I was the only one who died, and you guys won. Yeah, I think I remember that. <laughs> Mashif says PUBG was terrible at release and much better recently. Well, the reviews don't seem to reflect what you're saying, Mashif. It seems like people were okay with the game, and now reviews are just getting worse. Like, yeah, look, there was a huge spike in negative reviews fairly recently, right? Nancy May boys, 3rd, May 5th. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like May has not been a good month for PUBG, guys. Oh, no. May 5th? Even Tang's put a negative review. Those are just pissed off Chinese hackers. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, my, my bud Tang's because it shows the reviews by your friends. But the servers are... And then the curse word was washed out, so I can't see it. People kill friendlies without punishment to get their loot, and overall just more curse. Something in French that I can't read. <laughs> Let's see, is Tang... Oh, wait, no, Tang's is asleep. He's in Norway. Don't play solo squads, duh. But solo squads is a mode. You can't just have a mode in the game and then say, oh, don't play that mode because it's bad. Like, what if I prefer solos so I just should expect a bad experience? Like, that's not fair. I can oh, solo queue in League of Legends and still have a decent experience. Yeah, there's going to be some salty bitches, but... Yeah. Solo squads is teaming with a rando. But you do that in other games and it's and it sucks. But why? It shouldn't suck. They should improve their systems. If it I sucks, think, what uh, are they doing to improve it? I think the main controversy right now was just the large influx of the Chinese players and they would just gun you down on your own team. On your own team? They would shoot yeah. you? Why? Like if you didn't speak Chinese, they were like, eh, let's kill this guy. pretty wild because i know do they have any type of loyalty or reporting system that actually works kind of but i know the main issue was even when they're cause, like they're they're they were banning like a million accounts like per month but yeah. they were just getting more accounts no machine not not the chinese themselves i mean he meant PUBG, like an in-game system to report them I'm just saying, like, if you know it's an issue, like, uh, again, I, the, I, I, I have a really hard time with a lot of these games because these are all problems that have already existed. And so I, I don't, I'm not going to be very forgiving. Like, League of Legends has been around forever, and there's always been people who don't follow the rules, who have bad manners, who, uh, you know, intentionally feed, who kill, you know, basically attempt to make it a bad experience for everyone else. And they found really good solutions for solving a lot of those problems, right? They have reporting systems, they have loyalty systems, they have, uh, you know, 
rewards and punishments, you know, whether it's going to be the Dota thing and you have the low priority queue or whether you're, you're going to use a, uh, a loyalty, like the new, the new system in league is really good. Like I, I really like their new system where you kind of, and overwatch, you know, where you can upvote someone at the, where you can vote on someone at the end of the game who did a really good job and they get extra experience and whatever. Like, I recently added someone to my do not do not add as teammate list. That's what I'm saying. There are good like do not. I, that's a perfect example. That's a good system. Like you if only so, get two, so you know. But still, I'm know, saying like I, so. Yeah, you, you queue that. up with some asshole in PUBG who shoots you as soon as the round starts. So yeah, you add him to your do not playlist. But there is like the the mechanics exist. These multiplayer games have existed long enough that there are good solutions to these problems. And you so implement, like, don't reinvent the wheel. Is like, you know, like Dota 2 has the low priority queue. Uh, League of Legends, I just said it. They have the, they have their honor system where you can vote for people who were good teammates. You have the, the Overwatch thing where you can say, I don't want to queue with this person again. Like there, there are good systems, so use them. There are four million players on PUBG. You want me to remove from teaming every asshole Chinese guy griefing me? I mean, I gave at least four different examples of systems, so that's just one. Implement more than I mean. I don't know. I just, I just feel like what I mean. So, are you saying there's no salute There's no answer. I don't know. What is your argument, Mashif? I mean, the best well, solution that Mashif put even in chat earlier, just region locking. Yeah. Is there no region locking in PUBG? No. It's all just. It's all just everyone, whatever server you connect to. There are NA servers, EU servers. There are Chinese servers. They just don't play on the Chinese servers. Yeah. Um. That's actually not the problem that I read. The problem is that PUBG wants more money, so they locked trading to player to player. But that's so, a completely different issue. Wait, yeah, how is like, that different than the system that was before? Um, you could trade or do on the market ah, okay. and trade people, and then they completely shut that out. So if you want any cosmetics, you have to buy boxes. And trust me, like, you can get them for free, but in the same time, unless I'm, like, winning every same single game, the amount of points you get towards a box, and then once you buy a box for that week, it increases by double. Like, I could get, like, 5 to 10 loot crates on uh, Overwatch. I mean, aren't the cosmetics in PUBG more of a detriment than anything? Um... I guess if you get like bright colored ones. Yeah, but how are you uh, gonna show off your skill and your swag? True. How do you show off um, the money I spent? Steam gets <laughs> Steam gets a cut. I don't know if does also the game get a cut if it's sold on market? No. I think it's just Steam. Yeah, Steam takes the cut from the transactions. Yeah, pure goo. Exactly. Swag is swag. 
Who cares if your hat's bright pink and you can see him see it from across the map? You gotta show off that swag. Yeah, and when cosmetics are done right, people will buy them anyway. For instance, the new Overwatch skin for Mercy in support of breast cancer research. Yeah, but that's that's for uh, breast cancer. Yeah. I feel like if I feel like if a company got found out that hey, we're taking part of this money for what we're saying is only for breast cancer research. Like if it's in um, what's it called? If it's in like tiny letters at the bottom, then okay. But I feel like they're a big enough company as it is that they don't have to lie. And be yeah, like, they, oh, they can. They straight up said all the all sales will go to the benefit of them. So yeah, as far as we know, Mashif said I don't have an issue with a company trying to protect their profits from third parties. Devs deserve to get paid. No, I. So I agree that devs deserve to get paid. But you have to be very, very careful about the systems that you implement. Because a lot of times the systems can be leave a very bad taste in people's mouths if if you're not if you don't implement them properly. Or if you change them. Right. Well that's a big part of it, right? Yeah, like you can just look at Minion Masters, how they kept changing the currency a lot. Or adding like two more. Any type of currency change or like. So, a big. uh, 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 I can think of a few examples. One example, Minion Masters. Another example, uh, League of Legends. Recently, they got completely got rid of runes, right? Yep. So all the people who had built, like, I had 10 rune pages that were finely tuned for whatever type of role or character I was playing. And they're like, yeah, just kidding. Runes don't exist anymore. Guess what? Runes cost fucking currency. Whether it was in-game currency or real-world currency, doesn't matter. Time, time is money. So they basically just threw away an entire system. So yeah, like there, I could see how there'd be people who'd be like, "Uh, what the fuck?" <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Another another good example of this was Rainbow Six, with the like the the newest change that they did like um maybe three months ago. They basically said, "Yeah, all the attachments for weapons you had to buy that cost in-game currency, yeah, those are all free now, and also all those operators that you could play as, those are also all free now." Right. Another really good example where, uh, so Mashif, you said you're, oh, you're okay with a company trying to protect their profits from third parties. Companies will often use that as an excuse to make a profit. A perfect example is Diablo 3. When Hold that on, game, Mashif, I got the answer for you. When Diablo 3 first came out, they said, hey, Diablo 2 had a huge issue with the third-party marketplace because people were buying and selling and trading items on these third-party websites and uh, there was no oversight, there was no control of it. So Diablo, when, when Diablo 3 came out, came out, they said, hey, we're going to create a, uh, a marketplace in the game. 
we're basically going to have an auction house in the game that you can buy, sell, and trade items. But it's going to be controlled you by us. You look like you could use a pork bun. Dom, and thanks for the pork bun. It's going to be controlled by us so that we can kind of oversee it, make sure that people aren't hacking or using duped items, shit like that, right? So Diablo 3 created this marketplace, this this auction house, which I am 100% okay with. However, the problem is, if anyone knows about the early days of Diablo 3... The game was literally impossible to beat at the higher levels unless you had like god tier equipment. And unless so unless you got super lucky and you farmed that equipment like after, you know, fucking 200 hours of playing, I don't know. The only other way to get that equipment was from the marketplace. So Literally, the only way to progress in the game eventually was to either grind your fucking ass off or to buy those items on the marketplace. On top of that, Valve... Fucking Valve, sorry. Blizzard, uh, a.k.a. Battle.net, they were taking, I think it was t uh, 10 to 15% cut from every transaction on the... Uh, on the auction house in Diablo 3. So they... I, it felt intentional. And that was a problem. Like... It felt like they had this... Like... The only way to beat the end game was ha to have these god tier items. And the only way to get these god tier items without farming the game for 500 hours... Was to go buy them on the marketplace. So it felt like they were forcing you to use the marketplace to progress in the game... And they were getting a cut from every transaction on the marketplace. So it's a slippery slope. Like if, yeah, I understand them wanting to control third parties from like hacking, manipulating, gambling, all the shady shit that happens outside of the game when you can't control those. But it can definitely cause issues if it's not. I mean, you, you're putting a lot of trust in these companies, is what I'm saying. And obviously, people were fucking out, outraged by it. To the point where they eventually closed the entire auction house, and the game is better for it. They rebalanced the game, and they've continued to correct their mistakes. But they fucked up really bad. Wasn't it real money as well? It was. That was the problem with the auction houses. It was a in. It was a. It was an in-game currency and a real money auction house. You could buy gold with real money. You could buy items with real money, uh, and you could also buy items with in-game gold. And so there were gold farms. There were. I mean, it, it it got it got really ugly before they finally just said, "Hey, we're going to close the auction house." And their their solution was uh, to restrict trading. So, like, when you find some really good item, you only... If you find something an item while you're in a party, you have, like, 24 hours to trade that item within your party. But then you, but then that item becomes account locked. Like, you can't, you can't buy, sell, or trade it anymore. So, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it, too, I guess. Like, if you... You either, like... I... 
it, it, it just you can't if you want items to be tradable and sellable on the steam workshop or the marketplace or third parties like it, I, I don't know it, it, it's a really hard problem to solve I feel like well there's always going to be that one person who messes it all up for everybody exactly so how do you how do you solve that problem yeah, I think in that case, too, as soon as you bring real-world money into it, people are going to game it because they're going to figure out the most efficient way to get money that's actually worth it. But the way that these systems have been built, the ultimate question becomes, what is real-world money? <laughs> because on Steam, there are trading cards. On Steam, there are keys, there are chests, there are... There's so many ways to convert some fucking digital entity into Steam Wallet. Which, Steam Wallet is essentially money. Yeah, you can't withdraw it as money, but you can buy games with it. You can buy more keys with it. You can trade with it. You can buy more trading cards with it. So at that point, what the fuck is currency? And that's the problem. Is as long as that, like, as long as, as long as there is a way to trade something for something, that's really the definition of currency. So yeah, maybe you can't withdraw it as dollar bills, but it has value. Like, like a Steam wallet balance has value. So you and can, then it's not impossible to convert it to American dollars either, right? Like people think like a also, like it, like it's a foolproof system. But like if I had like a several thousand in my Steam wallet because I'm like doing this market trading, and I was like, eh, I want to cash out, I can just buy something worth a lot, and then just take the hit when I convert it by selling it to someone for USD at a discount, right? Like what uh, one of my friends did. I don't know remember how he got it, but he had like a house stat track from CSGO. He found a place online where he sold it for US money. It would be, um, and I think it was still more. Can't remember if it was more or less than you're allowed to sell it on market. Because it was like a few hundred. But. Well, yeah. and ultimately, that's something you can never really control, unless you're gonna do what Blizzard did and make it account locked. Yeah. But Valve has zero incentive to do that because they're getting they're getting a percentage of every transaction. Why the fuck would they care? So that's I mean, to me, that's the ultimate problem. Is like, as long as you can exchange something for something. Everything has value. So what is currency at that point? Well, they just need to make Half-Life 3 and then they're going to make millions again. No, no, we're getting Artifact. Isn't that a card game or something? Yeah, the Dota 2 card game. Well, just the Dota card game, actually. Why? I, I don't even like the Dota universe. That, that's the main draw, though. Domin says, don't forget about EVE Online. They almost always had a way to turn real-life money into game currency. So that's that's actually a really good example because they have, their, they have an entire fucking ecosystem. 
Eve is a whole different beast. Like they they hire real wor- world accountants and economists to keep track of their in-game like systems. Like I remember they actually if you want to join like the large guild, they vet you through like an entire process to be sure that you're not a spy from a different guild <laughs> that's there just to like cause a mishap. Cuz yeah. when it takes like years and like the the currency exchange is like $80,000 to build one of those like capital class like super ships people are willing to protect it with right. a lot of money yeah that's there's a whole like government ecosystem social caste system like Eve, Eve is a really good um, archetype for I like I I imagine there's whole college courses about Eve Online. <laughs> there's there's a lot of data and studying and like it's crazy, man. You almost have to know someone in a big corp to get in. I've never played the game, but I've done I, I've heard I've done a lot of research, I've heard a lot of stories, I've watched a lot of videos. That's that's a, a whole fucking world. Mm-hmm. You like can, whenever something big happens and then the articles come out, I'm like, get the popcorn, guys. We got a story to watch, and that that I never go past that because yeah. it's dangerous. No, it's crazy. I forget what game it is, but it's similar to Eve. But there's a game like Galactic World Online or something similar. It may be Eve. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, like, if you go to, uh, it's free to play, and you can, like, earn the money and everything yourself if you want to. But, like, there's, like, people who will sell space stations for, like, thirty to $40,000 because you can get taxes on them for whoever sells there, whoever ports their ship there and everything. And the company itself will cash out if you have enough money. It's, like, okay, you gave us, like, 30,000 equivalent to your currency, here you go. It's yours, $30,000. Because the company makes so much money because you can... Uh, one way to earn the currency is just to plain up buy it. And then, um, like, you can farm a little here and there, but to get, like, space, space stations and stuff like that and investments, like, it's pretty... You gotta invest a lot of money. But, like, um... And then one stupid thing I remember uh, hearing about was somebody sold a plot of land on Second Life for like $50,000. Is Second Life still a thing? It's still a thing. I guess so. Not as big as it once was. It's more of like a weird degenerate place now. I thought it was all about VR chat now. (laughs) That, that, That... no, people think that VR chat is essentially going to devolve into into Second Life. What essentially happened there, which it, it probably is. <laughs> Just give it time. I don't, uh, that's one thing I haven't uh, jumped into yet. I haven't taken I haven't taken the VR plunge yet. I'm gonna wait till like second or third generation VR. By the way, uh, sidebar. It's me cast one said hey a while ago and I never acknowledged them. Did anyone say hi to them? I, no. I feel bad. I think they left. 
Oh, we, we were sorry. deep in that conversation. I know. See, that's what happens. That's what happens with podcasts sometimes that we we don't always respond to chat sufficiently. You guys gotta chat's gotta take the reins. Make sure you're making our guests welcome. Uh, but yeah, no, I like. I feel like second or third generation VR. Once they figure out how to make that shit wireless and the battery life longer, and like the spatial awareness better and once there's an actual legit way where i can walk they're getting better they've got like they've got there's a few solutions out there like there's the one guy who's developing that multi-directional treadmill so that you can walk in any direction no Uh, see i'm waiting until i can i can full-on you know lock in fall back and then i am in the game and now this like is sword art reality. Yes. Once we're at that yeah. point, that that's when it'll be <laughs> I, worth. It. I like your visor. Is that how it works? Can I just There we go. We're in VR now. Enter. Enter the, the VR with us, Ninja Breadmon. There, see we're all in VR now. Don't you guys see it? I'm in VR. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I'm uh I'm deep inside of Ready Player One right now. I'm Let's think about how much longer I'm, will I'm it driving take? a speeder bike and uh... my VR is broken. <laughs> I just see black. I don't understand. Is this VR? <laughs> Has anyone seen the Hackers movie? Yes, I saw it when it came oh, out. Does that make me old? Yes. <laughs> Dude, that was some, uh, what's her bucket? She was in that. When she, who am I thinking of? Brad Pitt's wife. Angelina Jolie. Dude, young Angelina Jolie. Come on, come on. We should pull up a trailer for that old of a movie. Oh, fuck you, it's that not that old of a movie. They're talking about 28.8 BPS modems and shit. That, that 1995, movie is, though. It's old, dude. 95 was a long-ass time ago. I'm sorry to break it to you, but it's 2018. <sighs> I know. It's crazy. That's <laughs> That's over 20 years ago. This is 23 years. Here, we're going to watch the Hackers trailer. I'm switching to media view. Here we go. We're watching the Hackers trailer. Yeah, but Angelina, dude, she's looking good in that movie. Hackers is a great... But no, there's literally a scene where they're like, Active Matrix Stream, 28.8 BPS modem. Like, they're they're getting hard <laughs> over this laptop, and it's like, now it's just laughable, because it's like a fucking, like, doorstop. Ooh, the old United Artists logo. Oh, there you go. Him beneath the world we know. Shady Hobo says, I remember the good old 90s. Fucker was born in like 92. <laughs> you don't remember shit. I too am a 90s kid. Alright, here we go. Is the world they inhabit. Dave? Yeah, Mom? What are you doing? I'm taking over a TV network. Finish up, honey. Okay, you gotta admit, that was a smooth transition right there. Hackers penetrate and ravage private and publicly owned computers. So, sidebar. Recently, someone in a... uh, 
96. God, I, w- I tried to exaggerate and I wasn't even close. Holy shit. <laughs> You're a young boy, sir. Uh, yes, Domin, you can hold. Let me make sure you're a regular. Hold on. Uh, regulars add Domin Darko. Already exists. Yeah, you're good. You can post all the links you want, Domin. So, no. So, what was I going to say? What was I talking about? I got distracted twice. Uh, you said sidebar. That was it. Oh, yeah, so there was a Reddit thread that was talking about, like, what are some things that have disappeared that nobody noticed? And somebody pointed out, it was one of the top comments, it said, uh, in a world trailers. So, like, when's the last time you heard that deep voice? I mean, uh, Fontaine, LaFont, or whatever the dude's name was, he died, right? The guy, in a world. Right? That, That guy died. Uh, and there were a few other guys that did voiceovers and trailers, but go watch any of the trailers from the last few years. There's no more. And then like there's no more, there's no more deep voice voiceover trailers anymore. Like they just kind of faded out. Like all of a sudden there were no more trailers where there's that. And then they became friends. Like that, like that doesn't exist. There's no more deep voice trailers anymore. And I, and I, and it, I didn't really think about it until just now because this trailer has those deep voice narration voiceovers. So, like, like literally, watch any trailer, like any watch, watch a Marvel trailer or like. Anything recent, most of what you hear is like either the dialogue from the movie or music. There's no more deep voice uh, voiceovers anymore. It kind of was a staple of the 90s, though. All right, so here we go. Yes, it was. (laughs) But you can hear it in this trailer, though. Hidden beneath the world we know. There it is. Is the world they inhabit. Hey. Yeah, Ma? What are you doing? I'm taking over a TV network. Finish up, honey, and get to sleep. They're hackers. Hackers penetrate and ravage private and publicly owned computer systems. Taking over a TV network, Ma. It's not just something they do. Sure this sweet machine's not going to waste. Are you challenging me? Wait a minute. Is that where that phrase came from? Hack the planet? I win. You wear a dress on our date. And if I win, so do you. They can crack any code. And get inside any system. Hello, Mr. Gill. According to our records, you're dead. I'm what? <laughs> but this time. Come here, look at this. It's some kind of virus. Unless $5 million is transferred to the following account, I will capsize five oil tankers. They just hacked the wrong Look at this guy. guy. Game's over. Game's over. somebody to take the fall. He's about to commit the perfect computer crime. You've created a virus that's going to cause a worldwide disaster? And they're about to take the blame. A hacker planted the virus. <laughs> but it's the perfect cover. Go, can we be allies? I don't play well with others. Oh, wow, we are fried. Okay, let's nail it. No. You're not good enough to beat me. Yeah, maybe I'm not. But we are. They're the only ones who can prevent <laughs> a catastrophe. I know how to stop this guy. <laughs> so corny. Are you nuts? Come at me! Unlike any the world 
has ever seen. Never seen a boy do a woman's job. Wow. of the world unite. Cops on the building. I need more time. This is the end, my friend. United Artists welcomes you to the new world. Oh, there was the VR scene. See, I told you. The VR is <laughs> just this. Packing into the mainframe, guys. I'm just typing away at you. Freeze! Hackers. 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 I gotta bring back uh, voiceovers. <clears throat> In a world. God. Where computers are controlled by people. Online this summer. Two butts, one penis. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, hackers, dude. In the original cut of that movie, there is, like... Who's the main bad guy of that? What was his name? You gotta watch the video I linked. Uh, where is it? Okay, I'll watch it. Let me pull it up. The main bad guy? I forget. But he was... A douche nozzle. Oh my god. The dude who played Scooby Doo in the like the two thousands lives action, he's on there. Yo. I'm looking on my phone. But no, the original cut of hackers, I swear to you, and I've had this conversation multiple times, they're like, nah, no way. The if you watch the actual like cinematic maybe it's a director's cut, I don't know. But there is legit A nipple. There's, 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 there's a couple nipple. nipples. Nipple. There's some Tomb Raider nipples. <laughs> there's a scene where, no, he has a dream. Oh. There's a dream sequence where he's like on the couch, and uh, she walks in and she's got a jacket on and she's got no shirt under the jacket and she walks in and the jacket like. Kind of flips open for a second, and you see a full-on Angelina Jolie titty. Yeah, she's like, it's a young Angelina Jolie titty, but I swear to you, there's some, there's, there's a nipple. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I saw a nipple. I saw that movie many years ago, and I've seen it a couple times, but I think I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's, it's not on. I'm not surprised. Well, 21 is. The second time I watched 21, though, it was not as good as the Dom and Darko says, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a quick nip slip. All right, so he sent me this link. I'm going to watch it. Oh, you sent me the 28.8 BPS modem scene. Yes. (laughs) They jizz over this computer and, like... It's funny to watch now because it's such a piece of shit old computer now. But at the time, it was like, holy shit. Because I remember. I remember, like, it was 14, it was 14.4, and then it was 28.8, and then it was 56K was, like, the, that was, like, the epitome. That was, like, it wasn't getting any, it wasn't going to get any faster than 56K modem until, and then, and then, uh, Cable cable internet came out shortly after that, and then it was over. But yeah, it started 14.4. It might have even been below that, but I remember 14.4 was a big deal. 
And then 28.8 was a big deal. And then 56K was like, holy shit. Like, the internet's never going to get any faster than this. <laughs> and then when, ca- know. when cable internet came out, like, it was revolutionary. It was literally – because 28.8 uh, – so – Cable internet came out when Netflix still existed. I was one of the first people in my neighborhood to get cable internet. So I was literally like, because I had such a fast connection compared to everyone else, I was downloading gigs worth of MP3s from Netflix. And I was, (laughs) and I was burning, I was making money because I was burning CDs and selling them at school. Like, I get a reputation at school because I was the kid who could, like, whatever CD you wanted. You tell me what it was, I'd go home and download it that night, I'd burn it, and I'd sell it to you the next day. Like, because no one else had cable internet. Like, my dad, for whatever reason, he saw, like, he saw the value in it. So it was really expensive. This is the future, son. But he, he paid for cable internet, like, as soon as it was available in my neighborhood. So I started burning, like... I I, w- I was literally selling CDs for like five bucks a pop at school because like to buy a CD was like ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, and I was I, I could I could download it and burn it, uh, and sell it. <laughs> I had my own like music black market for like a few months before everyone else caught up. It was awesome, but anyway, yeah, fifty six k was crazy fast. It was like it was the best there was until cable came out. I'm just imagining the conversations at your high school. They're like, "Hey, do you know who the DJ is?" And they're like, "The DJ." And it's like, "Yeah, I heard he can get you any song you want." <laughs> yeah. So did I did I hear Netflix or were we talked about like LimeWire or something? Nev- no, none of that shit existed. Netflix was the or not Netflix. I meant did I say Netflix? I meant yeah, to say Yeah, you're saying Netflix. I meant to say uh Rating Party I meant to say Napster. Oh, oh. Yeah. if I said Netflix, I apologize. Napster. So Holy Santa Claus shit. MJ Lance, thank you, dude, for the raid and the host, bringing those juicy viewers in here. We're having a podcast. So I was talking about how back in the day. So, yeah, I remember I got my 56K modem, which was the fastest you could get for dial-up. Like, everyone was like, holy shit, it can't get any faster than this. So I had my 56K modem, and then Napster came out. Sorry, I kept saying Netflix. I'm a little intoxicated. Napster came out. And so I started downloading MP3s and it would take like, it would take a while. Like you would queue them up. Napster was amazing, by the way, the fucker that programmed that shit. I'm really sad that it doesn't exist anymore, but like you'd queue up a bunch of stuff. You'd go to bed the next day. You'd like, okay, cool. I got my songs, but it was slow. And then I got cable internet. I got to get to bed but I love you all. MJ Lance, thanks for the host. MJ, and, uh, for those who don't know, let's do a quick shout out for MJ Lance. He's a member of Team DLC. He's a super funny dude. We're going to get him on the podcast here in the not too distant future. Keep up, Ninja. <laughs> oh, you guys beat me to the punch. MJ Lance getting all the shout outs tonight. Uh, make sure you go give him some love, give him a like, give him a follow. Give him a like. This isn't fucking YouTube. What am I doing? I'm drunk. I've had too many drinks. Give him a follow. 
probably throw some bits at him. Maybe a sub if you're feeling if you're feeling Randy. But uh anyway, fifty six K modem. Uh Napster comes out, I'm downloading shit, and then my dad's like, you know what, we're gonna get this cable internet. Quadrupled my speed, probably at least. I start downloading like multiple albums every night. I start selling C I burn I start burning CDs and selling them at school. <laughs> like I was the pirate master uh mm. until everybody else caught up. So it's funny to watch these trailers now because like they were jizzing their pants over a twenty eight eight modem and active matrix screen. Like Google active matrix screen. And have an idea of how old this fucking technology is. So it's just kind of funny to watch now. Yo, check this out, guys. This is insanely great. It's got a 28.8 BPS modem. Yeah? Display? Active Matrix, man. A million psychedelic colors. Active Matrix, man. I want it. I want it to have my children, man. Yo, I bet it looks crispy in the dark. Yo, hit the light. You gotta watch it. We gotta watch it one more time. I'm sorry. Yo, check this out, guys. This is insanely great. It's got a 28.8 BPS motor. It's got a 28.8 BPS motor. This is insanely great. It's got a 28.8 BPS modem. Yeah. Display? Active Matrix, man. A million psychedelic colors. Man, baby, sweet. I want it. I want it to have my children, man. <laughs> yeah, I bet it looks crispy in the dark. Yo, hit the light. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stupid. Shit like that just does not age well at all. It's embarrassing. That's great. Yo, I love it. Check this. Uh, I now I gotta rewatch the movie Hackers. I love this. We scene should have where, a movie night. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people use that uh, that rabbit shit. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Uh, also, Reaper is very familiar with that. Yeah, I know. Me I know. And, uh, video gamer. We used to have a uh, movie nights like every day. Oh really? Yeah. Dude, I it, it, so that's the thing. If I were gonna do Rabbit, like I know a lot of people watch. So like some of the other members of DLC, they they use Rabbit and they do like nights where they'll watch like anime and stuff. For me, it would be mostly old fucking movies like Hackers and shit. <laughs> just because, like, I don't know. Like to me, that would be entertaining just to watch like the original nineteen eighty nine Ninja Turtles. Or hackers, oh, I love the second one. Or uh, like, like shit like that would be fun to watch with uh, with other people. Because I I grew up watching that stuff. To me, that that would be in inter- Biodome. <laughs> fucking hell yeah, dude! Some old school Poly Shure, like in the army now. Or uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Son-in-law, like fucking Encino Man. Anything with old school Poly Shure. Holy shit! Demolition Man. Judge Dread, like the original Judge Dread. Although the new, the new one, the Dread, Dread is good too. Like that's the type of shit that we, the three seashells. Yes, we might. Okay, now you guys have got you got my gears turning. We might need to watch some old movies. 
Biodome is the shit. Wrath of Bong. Cut. The only reason Wrath of Bong likes Biodome is because of all the references to weed in that movie. <laughs> Don't they start growing weed inside the Biodome? I'm pretty sure they do. What was that movie? It's uh, there's Dune that I haven't seen. And then what's the one? It's like Stormtroopers, I think. Oh, Stormtroopers. The original yeah. one. The sequels were garbage, but the original <laughs> Stormtroopers was great. I need to watch those. As an ex-Mormon, I love I I love the part where they uh the Mormons like oh, Starship Troopers. Isn't that what I what did you say? Oh, you said Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Oh, I'm thinking of two different oh. movies. Yeah, no, Stormtroopers is good too, but Starship Troopers is actually the one I was thinking of. That that was a good movie. It's the one where they they have the gif where it's like I'm doing my part. Yeah. Yeah, Star Starship Trek. Troopers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. sequels really bad, but the, the sequels were terrible. But the original, the original has three redeeming qualities: kick-ass uh, Zerg-like aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, when the Mormon colony on some distant planet gets wiped out because they <laughs> yep. think that God sent them there. Classic. Number three. Uh, when the redhead finally uh, scores, and she's got like like ten out of ten titties, like the one, like <laughs> that's that, what Jimmy remembers. <laughs> like no, I mean, come on, like let's not let's not pretend that those aren't some fucking. Oh no, I agree. They were galactic they were a sight titties. To the whole. Like, like they they're very. I. It was worth the wait because it's like towards the end of the movie, right? Like. They're in the tent, and then, like, his commander walks in on them having sex, and he's like, he knows they're all about to die. Like, they're, isn't it right before they, like, go to war with the aliens or whatever? Or they yeah, just they're, they're about to, like, push in on, like, this final place. He was like, hey, who's that under there? And then she picks up from under the covers, and he's like, oh, I'll see you guys in some amount right, of... Right, like, like... It's such a great scene because, like, he finally the redhead finally gets because, like, he's in love with the blonde chick the whole movie, right? And then the redhead fight, like, they get drunk and they're dancing. That dude's playing the digital violin. Oh, they yeah, go, they go back to their tent and, like, the redhead finally like gets some action, and Mister Captain Man walks in and like some some grand some fucking like. 10 out of 10 titties. I'm sorry. She's got she's got some great boobs. And then the captain walks in and he sees what's going on and he knows everyone's about to fucking die. He doesn't care. He's like, you know what? Like, you do your thing. I'll be back. We'll talk later. Don't worry about it. It's a great scene. Okay, Ninja, spoilers are over. Yeah, <laughs> you need to watch Starship Troopers. How it's, have you, you, it's I, the cheesiest, corniest movie, but it works so well. Oh, so, I haven't seen it because my parents were like very Southern Baptist, and I couldn't watch like Yu-Gi-Oh, Power Rangers, or Pokemon. We're gonna, we're gonna have to create a short list of movies, uh, like uh, Hackers, uh, Stormship Troopers, um, Ninja Turtles. They live. Oh, they live. That, that's uh, a good one. I'm so glad I watched. I've that never used I Rabbit before. Do I, I? I'm probably gonna. I guess I'm gonna have to make an account. We're gonna have to. Yeah. I'm gonna have to create like a whole channel on my Discord for this shit. Like, I guess. Um, I'm so glad though I watched They Live before playing uh, Saints Row Four. Oh, are there references like, to it? 
there are so many references to They Live in Saints Row 4. And, like, my, my friend made me watch, and I was like, oh, an 80s movie, really? After, after the end, I was like, what? This was amazing. And then, like, I enjoyed Saints Row 3, so I bought Saints Row 4, and, like, there's, like, 10% Star Wars, and then, like, 70%, like, They Live references. Okay, see, and that, that reminded me of the greatest movie I ever saw. The, t- the entire plot is succinctly brought out into the title. It is It is just called Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> I've that never even heard of that. The entire movie. The entire movie is just Hobo has shotgun and then the rest it, it it's it's something Don, that, it, I think Dom and Darko agrees with you. I've never it, even heard of this movie. It's it's a trip. You're just because the the actual plot is the hobo gets there and he's like this city is filthy and then he gets the shotgun and then it's just like this whole like redemption arc he saves the city it, it's crazy it makes no sense I remember it was like late night two in the morning and it was like hobo with a shotgun and I was like I gotta watch this it it was amazing another one is uh, if nobody's watched this movie. I highly recommend it, but Hot Fuzz. No, Hot Fuzz is good. That's done by what? What that the same group that did Hot Fuzz? They did. Uh, um, it's what's his bucket? That's the Sean versus Evil yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's all. Some weird the thing, same guys, right? Um, and then the another movie that they watched that I haven't seen or that they made that I haven't seen is the at world's end i really want to f- watch that one is that the one where they bar hop which one's the one where they bar yeah hop? that's the bar hop one Simon Pegg and nick frost yeah so you know what you know what hobo with a shotgun reminded me of and this came out in 2011 wow you yeah, know what it, it felt so like it came out way older when, when you were explaining hobo with a shotgun you know what it reminded me of hmm have you ever seen the movie Falling Down? No. Oh. Look up, go to IMDb and look up Falling Down. Is it 1993? Yeah. I've seen just a little bit of it, but I was like really young and my mom was like, this isn't for you. And I mean, I was like six or seven or something. Yeah, we should pull up the Falling Down trailer. I like this format where I can just jump in and we can watch it. Oh, we need to write a list of these movies because I need to watch some of these on my Yeah, own. Who, who's taking minutes for this meeting year. right now? Do we have someone taking minutes right now? <laughs> Basketball? Uh, oh, goddamn, dude. That's like some Trey and Parker shit. Yeah, basketball's good. A little, uh, huh. a little over the top, a little slapsticky, but it's good doesn't give us the timer yet what do you mean isn't doesn't there give you like a warning timer of like five minutes left no i i'm using i i so team dlc are you talking about on the uh oh on zoom yeah no i team dlc we pay for a pro version so there's no time oh. limit anymore okay i'm using the team dlc account on zoom 
we we all went in on so yeah because we you know because we do our podcasts and uh, uh, one other person on the team uh lost loves games if any of you have never checked him out you should check him out he has a dnd group that he he uses zoom to do his dnd group uh so yeah as a team we decided to buy a pro version of zoom so that we can use it as much as we want there's no time restriction We're watching the falling down Bill trailer Foster right here. Is an ordinary man. Is an or- here we Foster get is an ordinary. Okay, so here, it, here you go. Another example. There's that. There's that '90s voiceover. This the voiceovers just don't exist in trailers anymore. Bill Foster is an ordinary man. Where are you going? Going home. Not this way, or not? Why not? Metro Rail Construction, that's why not. Living in the everyday world. I don't suppose you'd have a couple of bucks you could give me. It would really help me out. If you give me your address, I'll mail it back, honest. A patient man. Can I help you? Yes, I'd like a ham and cheese wamlet or wham fries. I'm sorry. We stop serving breakfast at 11.30. Who's running out of patience? I get some change for the phones. A peaceful man. No change. I have to buy something. Who's about to be pushed. 85 cent, 85 cent. That doesn't give me enough money for the phone call. Drink, 85 cent. You pay a goal. A little too far. I stay. You mean you stole your baseball bat, but he paid for the soda? Just standing up for my rights. As a consumer. Oh, this guy's discriminating. What kind of vigilante are you? I am just trying to get home to my little girl's birthday. Give us your briefcase. If everybody will stay out of my way. Here, you want a briefcase? Here's my briefcase! Oh, Boom! Briefcase. Oh, wait, 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 briefcase. wait a minute, wait a minute! Then nobody will get hurt. Warner Brothers presents... Say, would you get off my golf course? I am! The story of an everyday guy... ...who refused... Five! Baby, whoa! Yes. ...to take it one more day. So we got enough case with a bag full of guns. He's in Hollywood right now, and he's heading west. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but there's other people waiting to use the phone here. Now, if you go up against this guy, be careful. I think it's out of order. Somebody in a white shirt and tie gunned down a phone with three blocks in the Whammy Burger. Michael Douglas. The in America, burger. we have the freedom of speech. Come on, I want to be a parking lot. I buy a ticket. The right to disagree. Robert Duvall. I know who this guy is. In a Joel Schumacher film. What are you doing to the street? We're fixing it. What the hell does it look like? See, I don't think anything's wrong with the street. I think you're just trying to justify your inflated budgets. Well, I guess so. I'll give you something to fix. What are you... Hey, Charlie! (laughs) Falling down. Let's call it a day. (laughs) Come on. I'm the bad guy? I'm the bad guy. Urban reality. I love that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Mystery Men, that's a good one too. Dude, fuck. Like we just need to create a, a list of 90s movies and watch them all. You guys got me all excited now. I want to watch movies. Um so I think we've been talking for about two hours because I sent the email to you almost two hours. Ago. Oh no, it's been it's been longer. The one the one rule of you... hanging out with me is you're not allowed to keep track of time. I, don't well, know, I, I thought you said time. who was. I thought you said who was doing a um. 
Think of a jigger. Who had time? Oh, keeping minutes. So keeping minutes means that like someone's actually like typing down everything that we say during the uh. during the meeting. <laughs> so like usually whenever there's a meeting, like someone will be assigned to minutes, and what minutes means in the business world is that they basically. Uh, pull up a Word document or a notepad, and they just type down everything that's said during the entire meeting. <coughs> and so, and they often include timestamps of when it was said. So that's why it's called minutes. But in general, keeping minutes means yeah, you're basically just like keeping bullet points of everything that was said in the in the meeting. Because we've talked like- about. We've talked about many movies, and I don't know if anyone's keeping minutes on all these movies that we talked about. We'll have to go through the VOD. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I probably uh, snatch. So right now, I will tell you 100% snatch is my favorite movie of all times. That I can... And my definite – the reason is I can put that movie on and I can watch it over and over and over and over and over and over again, and it never gets old. The dialogue, the plot, the the culmination – like the the cast, like they, the way they all play out, like Bricktop, Bullet Tooth Tony, One Punch Mickey, like – Everything about that movie is so fantastic. And even like just little one-liners. And he's like, <laughs> like just little things like Tyrone when he's like, it's a funny angle. And he's like, it's, it's right behind you. How is right behind you a funny angle? And just like from, from like Madonna playing Starlight Star Bright in the background when he's choking a dude by his tie in the window <laughs> driving down the street. Like, there's so many fucking fantastic moments in that movie. Like, when he flies from New York to London and he's like, like, what does he say? Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Like, there's so many, like, uh, I don't know. There's just like every single moment in that movie is so quotable and like just, you know, whether it's Brad Pitt, like Periwinkle Blue. Like just I don't like everything about that movie is memorable. When like even when even when he's asking like what like how are those sausages coming? And he's like five minutes. And he's like, It was two minutes five minutes ago. Like <laughs> you know, just like there's so many classic fucking lines. You like dags? What? You like dags? Oh dogs? Yeah, I like dags. Like I like I like I just so well written. I like ah, I I could go on for hours about how great of a movie Snatch is, but yeah, if you haven't seen Snatch, <gasps> you shouldn't like you can leave. Just unfollow me, unsubscribe. I I don't want you here. Go watch Snatch and then come back and tell me how awesome it is. It's it's seriously you shouldn't have, if, once you say Snatch, that's all I'm gonna talk about for the rest of the night. It's that good. I I honestly think Guy Ritchie has made many good movies, but none of them have been as good as Snatch. Quick question. Plus, I'm a huge Benicio del Toro fan, so that has a, that probably has a bit to do with it. I think Benicio del Toro is one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood, personally. Quick question. Yeah. 
Who out of the three of us has seen Hardcore Henry? Nope. I think so. It's the, like, filmed all in first person and everything. Let me see. And it's not like a paranormal, like, oh, camcorder shaking. It's like actual, like, the perspective through his eyes. That movie's amazing. I know I've heard of it. I'm trying to think if I've seen it. I watched a lot of movies when I was intoxicated, so. <laughs> see here. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I am aware of it. I'm familiar with it, but I don't think I've seen it. Oh, gosh. Pretty it's, good? It's, right now, it's my favorite movie. Like, more of how it's made rather uh, than, like, the plot. Because there's only, like, a slight plot, which is all the action scenes and how you're looking through the perspective of the character. Like, you yeah. are the protagonist. It just, it, like, blew my mind when I watched it. I was like, because I, I saw trailers of when it was coming out, and I was like, this, this looks amazing. Never heard of it until I started talking with somebody, and the whole thing is on YouTube. Hmm. because um, like there's like here's like a link where it's like oh pay three dollars to watch it with youtube red and then full 720 movie and my, see, my sister even bought me the dvd and i'm just like yes like like i don't know like i feel like it's kind of like an obsession that i have like i should like another movie because other movies have more content but it's just, it's so well done. All the action's well done. I've seen a few behind the scenes, and it's just like, Gonna wow. Like I, my watch later. Yeah. Add it to the minutes for this meeting. Uh, also, a little funny backstory about it. It was, it was first going to be called Hardcore POV. And <laughs> if I you Google why that, <laughs> everyone's like, what yeah. the fuck does POV mean? <laughs> Well, also, if you Google uh, hardcore POV, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you'll get some unsavory content. Is that the whole YouTube video? It is. Destroyer. Yeah, Destroyer put the whole... Explain to me why hardcore POV would return something other than this movie. Porn. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean? I need more details. Explain it. So what these P- guys... What, tell me what POV means. Oh, it's point of view. So this movie's a hardcore point of view. I don't understand. Yeah. It's a hardcore movie. There's a lot of action. But why would that be a problem? Why didn't they just call it hardcore POV? Because if you Googled hardcore POV, you get point. But why? Because there's point of views of porn. And hardcore is a type of porn. (laughs) Explain in more details. (laughs) Yeah, what, uh, what types of films fo- feature the POV? May, may I phone a friend? <laughs> ring, ring. Shady, shady, I need you. POV is where the porn is filmed from the man's perspective. It's Not necessarily all the time. But there's true, also female. true POV. Same. Could be the girl's perspective. Well, I'm just saying. It's from the view of a person. Yeah. Yes. 
generally 98% of the time it's from the male's perspective because porn is mostly marketed towards males. Yes. Strange brew. Strange brew? True POV. <laughs> Wrath of Bong. Get off my jock. I feel like anyway. I've heard about that before. So yeah, we never uh we never got a we never got four people in here at the same time. So Domin, next time. <laughs> Shady. <laughs> Shady, Sorry. I know. Fuck. Shady, you got a camera and a microphone? Fuck, dude. Stop being a bitch. I miss your face, Shady. I miss it. We never tested a four people uh, situation. So we're going to be doing... I, my goal is to do podcasts every Wednesday. Hopefully, if you're interested in being involved in a Wednesday podcast, please DM me. Or somehow get a hold of me so that we can work it out ahead of time. We can work out topics. I can get the labels set up. Because these little labels, I got to set these labels up kind of ahead of time. But like, we I really want to do a weekly podcast. Like This has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I know there's not a ton of people here. I, I, I could give zero shits about like if there's 10 people here, 5 people here, whatever. Like This has been a blast. Like, we've talked about games, we've talked about movies, we've talked about, you know, why the fuck none of the games I want to play have multiplayer in them. <laughs> like, I, I enjoyed this a lot. And so, this is going to be a weekly thing. It probably won't be this long every Wednesday. I'd like to maybe narrow it down to, like, two to three hours. But this was kind of a test run. The first hour and a half was setting up the podcast. So it's not going to be like this every time. Usually we'll already have worked out like what topics we're going to talk about, who the guests are going to be. The uh, James James here, oh, my camera's backwards. Hi, that's me. James28 over here is my co-host. So the only guaranteed people you're going to see every week are me and him, as long as his Wednesdays stay open and mine stay open. But the idea is that James and I are the host and co-host, and we'd like to have one or two guests every week if we can, you know, set up a schedule, if we can get some topics going. Uh, but if not, I'm totally cool to just chill with James and talk some bullshit. But if you'd like to be a guest or you know anyone else who would like to be a guest, this is the ground floor. This is the beginning of something hopefully awesome. We'd like to continue this tradition and have fun discussions about games and media and music and movies and memes and gifs and whatever the fuck else is going on this week that we want to talk about so hopefully you'll tune in every wednesday or get a hold of me if you want to be a guest uh and keep this going and I, I know an amazing person who would be a guest mm-hmm. his yeah, name you, is the you, goodwood that's you though <laughs> no 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 goodwood is a total different personality lies person I don't believe you. Look, hold on, hold on. And then don't worry. You won't have to commit to a five-plus-hour podcast. No, no, no. This is rare. This Hi, is like... I'm Goodwood. This is the inaugural... Like, the fir- like, literally the first two hours were us figuring out what the fuck we were doing. So it's not always going to be this long. And you can jump in and out. Like, earlier tonight we had Mashif, and then he bailed out, and Ninja Breadmon joined in. Like, I, I really want this to be a community effort. I would like to line up some legit guests, though. Like, I do... I, I like the free-flowing format, but 
I would also like to have some more structured kind of, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not, yeah, I'm words are hard. Yeah, some more structured structure. The more structured structure. Some constant scheduling. So, yes, let's do this thing. The podcast, the podcast has been born this evening. This is the fuck it, we'll do it live episode. And from here moving forward, it's only going to get better. Domin, thank you so much for all of your interaction and your responses. Thanks for all you guys lurking out there. Destroyer of Worlds has been uh, providing input. Uh, We've had a few new guests pop in and out. I think we scared them away. Uh, They weren't, they weren't, uh, they couldn't hang. (laughs) The MJ Lance gave us a juicy host. Make sure you go check him out. He's a funny-ass motherfucker. Well, I am coordinating with him to be a guest soon. I think he's also going to join us tomorrow night for Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday is happening. Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time. That's uh, that's West Coast time. Uh, for anyone who's unversed in the ways of time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Thirsty Thursday, what we do is we... We everybody gets in voice chat. If you've got a microphone, you got to join voice chat. We play multiplayer games. We'll, pro- we'll probably play Darwin Project. We'll probably play uh, maybe some Duck Game or some Speedrunners or some Spell Sworn. Or usually they're either free or very cheap games that we can all jump into a private server and just talk shit and play games. And maybe if you enjoy uh, booze. If you enjoy weed, what you know, whatever. It's a time to enjoy your vices. It's a time to play some games with people that you enjoy and just party hardy and talk shit and play games. So that's that's what we do on Thursdays. Since we can't couch co-op, we can online co-op and pretend that we're sitting on a couch next to each other. That's kind of the idea. But you can't punch each other. There's a four-pack of Tabletop Simulator going for $30. Might pick it up if other people are interested. I already own it, but I am... Yeah, I'm I'm interested. Oh, yeah, so we were going to play... I would love to get enough... We should get a group of people and play some Mexican Train. There's somebody... It's, it's, a, it's a form of dominoes, if you're not what familiar now? with... Mexican Train! It's not racist. It's an actual <laughs> fucking thing. Racist. <laughs> There, uh, somebody on the Steam Workshop made a really nice, well-made version of Mexican Train. It's a form of dominoes where you can have up to, I think, up to eight players. I think it's four to eight players, and it's a, it's a, it's a really fun version of dominoes. It's easy to learn. Uh, oh, Destroyer of Worlds tried to drop a link. Hold on, let me make him a regular real quick. Destroyer of Worlds, I'm really sorry about that. Oh, Regulards, that's not how you spell it. There you go. Destroyer of Worlds, you should now be able to post your link. Uh, We use the regular system here, and I'm sorry that you weren't already on that list. You definitely should have been. You can post all the links you want from here until infinity, as long as my list of regulars doesn't break. I want to double check and make Domin's on that list. Anyone else? I think everyone else here is on that list. I'll repost his link if he doesn't, because I still see it. 
in my chatty. Oh. Oh, he po- he posted a link to Mexican Train, and I forgot the N. I'm an idiot. There you go. If anyone wants to know what Mexican Train is, a link has been provided by our good friend. Good friend. See, I need to go to bed, dude. Ah, uh, yes, Mexican Train is really fun, and there's a version of it for Tabletop Simulator. So. I don't know if you ever played Spinner. It's like Mexican Train, but with wilds. Ooh. I don't know. I'm a pretty. I'm. What are you sending me? Oh, Strange Brew original trailer. We're past trailers. I'm trying to say goodbye. I'm trying to do my outro. I'm trying to end the podcast. <laughs> Stop giving we've, us more content. We've literally been podcasting for five hours. But I will. I. Somebody add that to the list. We have a we have a pretty solid list. I hope someone was keeping track. If not, I'll watch the VOD later and I'll make a list. Shady. But I'm gonna have to. Uh, apparently, I have to get Rabbit, so we can start watching some of these movies. Does uh, Rabbit have an app? Lady Navio permitting, of course. <laughs> so, she she'd probably be down to watch some of these movies. Though she loves watching movies. I, I honestly know I I know very little about Rabbit. I just know people use it to watch movies together. So I'll throw it in Discord. Sweet. No, I I'm definitely gonna watch this vid and uh, see if we can make a a list of awesome '90s movies to watch. In a world where Jimmy Nabio can never go to sleep, forced to podcast for ten hours, he <laughs> desperately tries to end the stream. Perfect. Exactly. That's where we're at at this point. But, uh... (laughs) Let me drop the Discord for anyone out there who's lurking. Uh, I don't know. I honestly, at this point, don't know who's here and who's not. But a few new people had popped in earlier in the evening. So, join the Discord. Give me a follow. Give me me your loves. Give me your friendship. (gasps) Ice Wallow! (laughs) I got I got to follow just now. See? It was worth it was worth saying those words. So we're going to end the podcast now. And uh we'll be back tomorrow for Thirsty Thursday. Come play some games and talk some shit and uh consume mind-altering uh substances. That's what we do on Thursdays. Have a good night, everyone. And hold on. Actually, let's go. Let's take a look. Do we have any friends out there we can go raid or host or battle athletes on? We can go say hi to battle athlete. What's he playing? He always plays a lot of, like, anime games with scantily clad women. He's into the anime shits. Maybe we go say hi to battle athlete. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you guys are stupid. Bunch of nerds. Let's go. Let's go raid Battle Athlete. For those who don't know, Battle Athlete is the partnered streamer that made Team DLC possible. Uh, because you can't on Twitch, you can't create a team unless you're a partner. So Battle Athlete created our team for us. So we're going to go raid him right now while these guys 
A lot of a lot of really inappropriate finger uh, interactions are happening right now. Ninja Breadmon is touching my under regions. Oh, I was trying to hold you up. He's holding me up. Here we go. There goes the raid. Go say hi to Battle Athlete. He's playing. It looks like he's playing some anime fighter. 